Media mode. covers your story, your story will be covered from the ground up. All right, we're back for an all-new episode of The Jason Lee Show. Now, this next guest has never, ever been on any of my shows since I've owned Hollywood Unlocked, but he's been my friend for probably 13 years, and we haven't seen each other. Well, we saw each other recently, but uh, I'm so happy to have him here finally. It's long overdue, uh, successful artist, actor, but more importantly, a father. Uh, welcome, Omarion. Hey! Now, you know, Jason I, Lee, what's up, man? I mean, I had to do a clean intro, but where the hell you been at? <laughs> where, I mean, what's up, man? I'm so glad to have you here. Yeah, man, congratulations on all your success, everything that you've done. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's dope, man. Let me just say, um, Omarion, uh, you know, we throw the word friend around in this city. We throw the word friend around. Oh, this is my friend, this is my friend, this is my friend. And I've had uh, I've known Omar for so long that uh, when I moved to LA, I wasn't in the industry. I was kind of around it, but I was still still working for the union. Mm -hmm. uh, you've been a star ever since I knew you. But um, you know, I feel like when I was preparing for today's show and going through a lot of photos, which by the way, I'm going to show you some photos from back in the day. Oh wow! <laughs> this this is the first and last time this is probably going. Okay, on the show. good. I was looking over the photos, and I mean, I, there's just been so. Just, it brought back so many, many memories of, of time that we've spent together. You know, the thing that I've always wanted to say to you publicly is that, I mean, you've, since the minute I've met you to now, have just carried yourself with so much grace and so much self-respect, and you've been the most consistent person that I've seen publicly. Right. Where, does that come from your relationship with moms, family, of your course. upbringing? Yeah, definitely my foundation. And also, you know, Hollywood is the backdrop of my home. You know what I'm saying? I'm born and raised here, so... You know, these streets, everywhere I go in L.A., I'm comfortable, you know what I mean? So I don't feel those pressures that maybe other people do, you know, being in this place, you know what I'm saying? So I would definitely contribute it to me being from here and also, you know, my foundation, which is my family. Well, he's saying he's from L.A. He's from the hood, okay? <laughs> because one memory I have of Omar right now, you know, y'all know the B2K, the dancing and singing, and he had a high icebox where his heart used to be and all that. But I remember one time he had me pull up to a club and he didn't tell me it was going to be a whole bunch of hoodlums in the in the uh, garage. <laughs> I'm like, where do all these, where all these people come from? You, you're you from the streets of L.A. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Inglewood, California. So but yeah. people would look at R&B singers and people would look at celebrities from outside of L.A. or outside of the glitz of Hollywood and not really understand, like, these are real people who come yeah. from real backgrounds and real communities. And you have a lot of love. I remember I remember what stood out is how much love you have from people in the streets. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And it's so cool because, you know, uh, game banging was very popular when I was coming up. So a lot of my homies, a lot of my friends, a lot of my uncles and aunties, they, they just thug. They just so happen to be thugged out. But, yeah. you know, that don't mean much. You know what I mean? You you are who you are. And, and that's how L.A. is. I always tell people that come here. Like, you know, they'd be like, I don't know if I like L.A. And it's like, well, have you met anyone that lives here? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're very much so different. And like I said, this is our backyard. Yeah. So, yeah, I get a lot of love on the streets. And I, I think that's attributed to how I carry myself and also my, my history. You know what I'm saying? Um, always being a stand-up person. You know what I mean? And um, being respectful to others. You know what I'm so saying? When you, when you make the distinction, because a lot of people will meet me and go, you must be from New York. I'm like, no, I'm from Northern California. Oh, well, you ain't from L.A. because L.A. is fake. <laughs> L.A. is real. Yeah. There's a lot of implants who come from outside of L.A. <laughs> 
who give you the perception that that's LA, but it's not. Where does that come from? Is it the, what is that? Is it they come to Hollywood and want to fit in or? Yeah, I think it's that. And then I think it's how fast people can, you know, um, see opportunity. You know what I mean? Like you can come here and you can truly amplify, you know, your dreams here. You could be, you know, down one minute and you can meet the right person and your life completely changed. Or, you know, you'll be up in the hills, you know, seeing a, a view that you never thought you would see like that. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of the times, you know, there's kind of a, a pool of, you know, these locations where those kind of people meet up. Mm -hmm. And like I said, being from L.A., not everyone knows like the back streets, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The good stores to go to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like simply wholesome, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like unless you live here, you would know that. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what it is. You know, people just kind of come in to experience Hollywood rather than like, Cali. See, and I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I've gravitated towards you or Ray J, who's from Carson, uh -huh. and even, like, Nipsey. Like, yeah. Nipsey embodied L.A. and embodied, like, what it meant to rise through the concrete and really want to give back. And so, right. I wonder what you thought. I just thought about this. I didn't plan to ask you, but when he passed away, how did that affect you, being that you knew him, you're from L.A., you're yeah. both artists, you both come from certain environments, but also want to still stay rooted in your community? Yeah, man, that hurt me, man. That hurt me. Um, me and, uh, me and Nip actually went to the same junior high and went to junior high briefly for, for a moment and continued to have a relationship after that. So to just see, you know, that happen, that, that hurt me, you know what I mean? And I thought that it was whack that, you know, we're still seeing remnants of the past just, you know, redone over and over again, you know what I mean, um, when it comes to the streets, you know, so that, that hurt me, man. But to see his legacy continue to transform and rise and for him to still have folks, you know, that love him and, and keeping his brand alive um, on the positive side. I appreciate that aspect of it. How did you grow up in Inglewood surrounded by what I call the element, <laughs> um, but not fall deep into it? You know, because I grew up with a brother who was a pyro with uh -huh. family members who were Bloods and Cribs. You yeah. know, our family was very mixy. Yeah. Um, but I grew up around it and grew an appreciation and respect for street culture, but I never fell into it. What, yeah. Was music kind of your way out or was it your mom who said, hell no, nah, you ain't about to do that? <laughs> what, what was it? Well, yeah, uh, just like just like you were saying, you know, like all my uncles, my dad, they all come from different. You know, I'm, I'm in Inglewood, you know, so our flags is different. But for the most part, um, you know, having these programs, you know, um, performing arts programs, I attended a lot of them. I went to the Boys and Girls Club. So, you know, unlike a lot of the kids today, like I was outside, like I didn't have no problem, you know, walking anywhere or, you know, um, a lot of the things that I guess would be kind of considered taboo now, like, oh, don't go in this neighborhood. Like that didn't exist. You knew where not to go, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, you didn't feel like, okay, I'm about to get banged on today. <laughs> you know, even though there was little spots like um, my mom went to Dorsey. So I used to live off of Jefferson. Now, there was a few times where um, when I was in junior high school, the high school kids was like, hold up. Y'all looking a little fresh. We're going to have to get you. Yeah. And I was like, not happening. <laughs> Let me go over here. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, actually... Uh, also, to you know, a good friend of mine, uh, Anthony Martinez, you know, uh, just got home after doing a 12, 12 year bid, mm. you know, and uh, he 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 had life, you know what I'm saying? So when I think about the streets, wait, he had life and then he got out. Yeah, he got how, out. How do you do that? 
just good behavior, you know what I'm saying? Just changing his life, getting, you know, I, I say he manifested it, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? They have several programs where, you know, um, certain people can do certain things in order to get their uh, record expunged a, a little bit. You know what I mean? They do a little bit of time. And then, you know, if they have great behavior, um, I believe that that's how he, it, it was some um, program that he was able to get through. But the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, during his journey, the thing that I realized, you know, that never lacked in Los Angeles, California was opportunity. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of the, you know, a lot of the neighborhoods and a lot of the, the kids that were growing up, they just never had an, an, a zeal for it. And I always had a zeal and a knack for wanting to, you know, perform and wanting to, you know, I went to Hamilton High. That's a performing arts school. Um, you know, so I always kind of been on my way, but I would definitely. But you, you knew early you had the talent that yeah. you had the passion, like you had the vision for what you wanted to do. Period. Okay. You know what I mean? I was recorded at eight and nine before I um, booked my first national commercial. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I've always been preparing myself for music. You know what I mean? But I will say, you know, seeing a lot of my homies grow up, you know, um, a lot of my homies get shot. You know, I recognized and realized very early on, like, that's not what I wanted for my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, shout out to my boy, Anthony, that, you know, made it through because it starts with a decision. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And you just got to decide that you want better for your life. Mm -hmm. And those were the decisions early on I knew I had to make. So, And whether it's Anthony's story where he found himself in a situation or the vision you have for your life, I truly believe in the power of manifestation yeah. and, and God. Straight up. <laughs> like... You know, those of you that are watching, the shout out to the atheists. Y'all can believe whatever you want. Y'all already know <laughs> over here we bang Jesus Christ. You know, you have to, if you have a vision for your life yeah. and your vision is connected to the higher power and your purpose and you manifest it and you put in the work. Right. It's going to come at some point. Period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, so I know you and your mom are close and I know you and Orion are really close. I talked about my brother earlier who was a pirate. He unfortunately passed away. Mm -hmm. um, how... How important has it been keeping that relationship with Orion intact so well? And how do you guys do it? Because brothers fight. Yeah. You yeah. Know, when you have a brother who does jumping jacks online, <laughs> Orion, I'm going to get your ass. You ain't here. I know Orion too. I'm going to get your ass. Yeah. You are what is wrong? You are out of control. Shout out to Orion. If you yeah. don't know, I try to look for it. It ain't online no more. Yeah. His team cleaned that up real well. Um, how did you keep that relationship yeah. so well? Because I've always admired, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't jealous because my brother, I had that relationship before he passed away, unfortunately, but I was very envious of being right. watching you guys. When we would go out, and Orion was little Orion right. at the time um, when we were outside, uh, I would watch you guys and y'all would pull up and I mean, he was toe and step. He was with you. Y'all were always alert, always on and always happy and smiling. Yeah. How, how do y'all, how did y'all do that? And how important was it to keep that? Yeah, well, you know, Orion, that's 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 like my best friend. And it's so amazing when, you know, we speak about life that you get the opportunity to have somebody to be on your journey with you every step of the way. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, me and Orion, we didn't really have a lot of um, strong men that we respected that could kind of push us in the right way, so to speak, or you know, that would give us information to help us grow. You know, we were kind of that to each other. Because you didn't have dad in your life. Yeah, we, yeah, you know, our, our pops wasn't really around like that. So, you know, we taught each other, you know what I'm saying? And I think because we have, 
you know, had that kind of relationship. And I never treated them like a little brother. You you know how you meet certain people and they like, yeah, it's my little brother. They little bro you. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, but our relationship has never been like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to my bro because if anybody could tell you any stories, especially from a different perspective when it pertains to me, he got all the intel. Listen, I knew both of you before you both had children. And I remember yeah. when I say toe and step, that was exactly what I mean. Period. Like, you, you never wait in the car. Right. Stand over here. Right. Hold my bags. It right. was never, he was never eclipsed by who your job was or right. what your job was. I really felt the love that you all had. And what I loved was he was always participating in every level of it. Yeah. Whether it was the career, whether it was the club. Right. Probably the girls. <laughs> um, you know, like y'all, y'all were together, and I just yeah. really love that. And you know, it just. But where did the, where did the self awareness come from? You to have the responsibility, right, to to shepherd that relationship in that way. Well, you know, I am the oldest, the eldest of all of my siblings, so I do have a type of big brother energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's my brother, man. Mm -hmm. I love my brother. You know what I mean? So it means something, you know, to me and my journey. The first time we went on tour. The first time I ever been on tour, I brought him with me. You know what I mean? So we were like, what, 13, 14, mm -hmm. you know, 15 he I was, he was like 13, 14. So, you know, to have him with me, to have someone else, you know, that I know got my back for real. That's really what that's really what it's been for me. And and I honestly don't know anything else. You know what I'm saying? But not having a father in the house, where did you all both learn characteristics of men that early? Because there's also something to be said that there are a lot of people who get famous right. and then their siblings may not get as famous. You look at Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn yeah. and then they're, they're a toxic relationship. Now, y'all never had that. Yeah. Where did his confidence in who he was come from? Himself? Yeah, I think so. And then also like me and my brother, you know, even though we we look alike, we're very different. You know what I'm saying? You so, ain't doing jumping jacks <laughs> on, on, on social media. Maybe not on camera. Not, not on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in meditation, <laughs> different type of dog form, whatever that thing is called. <laughs> you're into meditation, yoga too? Yeah. Because you're at such a level of peace now. Yeah. And we're going to go all the way back. We're going to work through, work around. But like, sure. where did all the peace come from? Because y'all be meditating and I want to meditate, but my mind won't let me slow down enough to find that peace. Right. Well, I mean, for me. You know, I had I was charged in finding that, you know, through all of my experiences, you know, good and bad. And there were a few uh, experiences where I needed to just slow everything down. And the first time that I experienced meditation, well, first it was yoga. And the thing about yoga that I appreciate, um, you know, like if we just say flexibility, you want to always be flexible. You want to be flexible in your mind. You want to be flexible in your spirit. You also want to be flexible in your body. And when you do that, you know, there are certain positions that become uncomfortable. And that's just like life. You know what I mean? So when I started taking on these practices, I saw how applicable, you know, uh, they was to everything that I was experiencing in life. So, yeah, I started doing hot yoga, you know what I mean, because I wanted to shred up. And then after that, I, I really got into meditation. And the, the most powerful thing about meditation is being able to slow your mind down mm -hmm. because it's, it's necessary for your health. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard to be in this business and to just keep going. You know what I mean? Everyone at some point in time needs to take a break. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when I found meditation, 
um, and breath work because I do breath work as well. Why is breath work important? So breath work is important for a few reasons. One being, you know, if you pay attention when you're in uncomfortable situations, your breath, your breath is all toe up. You're like, you, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, uh, think straight, you know what I mean? And when you're able to just take a real good breath, you're able to kind of recalibrate, refocus and think about what you need to do. And I thought that that was so powerful for me. So I started doing this, um, this, uh, this breath work technique called Wim Hof. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at Wim Hof, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to commit to you right now. I'm going to do an Instagram post doing Wim Hof. Now, if y'all call me crazy, I'm going to do it. I'll do it. Yeah. You should let me know when you do it. I'll do it with you. Okay. Yeah. No, because I don't know. I know how to breathe, but my, my intensity yeah. My breathing and my energy comes based on what is going on around me. Okay. So I do need to learn. I'm trying to learn. I'm in therapy. We'll get to talk That's about that. I'm like learning ways of just trying to live a more healthier lifestyle because yeah. life going to keep going either way. Period. <laughs> Period. If you want to be turbulent inside or not, life yeah. is still going to, the time's still going to tick the same. Period. It's all still going to happen. Yeah. That's, that's another reason why I wrote my, my book, you know what I mean? Unbothered. The power of choosing joy. This one. Boom! Come on. <laughs> we can clap it up. <laughs> Come on, Arthur. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Looking like a self-help guru right there, too. <laughs> so, yeah, that was one of the... The power you know, of choosing joy. Yeah. It, it's, it's up to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, Jason? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what's going on. You always going to need a little moment to yourself to set intentions and put forth your magic. And that little bit of breath had helped me so much throughout my day and throughout all of the, you know, tumultuous experiences that I had. But that's what I'm learning in therapy, because uh, m when I would go into therapy, my therapist would say, you wanted a business, you got it. Right. You wanted a talk show, you got it. Mm -hmm. You wanted to lose 128 pounds, you did it. Right. Why can't you manifest the relationship you ask for, the happiness that you want, or yeah. the peace? I'm like, too many questions too many. <laughs> because we really are, we can apply the skills for the things we want yeah. for the things that we need. Yeah. Why do we choose to do it for what we want, not always what we need? I mean, I think everybody is at different levels and goes through different phases, you know, but I would say for me, I arrived at realizing that I could either do something that you know, take a moment that I would probably regret that would reverberate for the rest of my life versus like just taking a moment to myself to rethink, you know, what was important for me. Mm -hmm. And that's what really helped my decision making, you know, um, and turned me into a whole other just emotional, emotionally intelligent being, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because that's what really a lot of us lack, mm -hmm. especially empaths and people that feel other people, mm -hmm. because I'm like that too, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Taking on other people's energy and stuff like that. Sometimes you have to learn how to create those barriers. Mm -hmm. Oh, I understand how this person is, you know, let me set a boundary instead of, you know, of creating a situation that you're going to regret mm -hmm. because I'm very much so like that, you know, and I think really peaceful people are that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to let y'all in on a little nugget. Don't fuck with nobody that's peaceful. Right. I'm for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it means so much to them, mm -hmm. you know, being able to get in a position where nothing bothers you, mm -hmm. unbothered, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, shout out to my fans again for, for dubbing me Mr. Unbothered. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to arrive to that state when I know it was certain people that were purposefully and intentionally trying to push me over the edge, mm -hmm. you know, it just gave me another power and another, you know, um, realization about myself. And the world needs to understand the importance of emotional intelligence. You'll actually make <clears throat> a lot of 
uh, you'll make better decisions if you have emotional intelligence. You know, one of the things that I have to say when Omar and I were hanging out, and we're going to get into those days because that's that was when there was a lot of fun, but there was a lot of chaos going on around For us sure. too. Um, and we were hanging out so much, the house parties, the this. She would pull up at my house, we'd have yeah, house yeah, parties. Yeah. And then he cut me off. <laughs> no, I didn't, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on. He cut me the fuck off. Now, not in a bad way. This is a lesson I learned from you. Okay. There's two lessons I learned from you. What I'm trying to do right now in life is be very intentional about all the things I've been through, good, bad, whatever. And what did I learn from it? Because there's never been a loss. My brother, I lost that, but I learned survival. Yeah. I learned that I've endured the worst pain, that I survived the worst pain. So yeah. I've learned, right? Um, I don't feel, we never had a beef. No. I feel like you set your boundaries. Right. And a lot of people just didn't make it. And right. it's not, but you know, I used to feel some type of way. Okay. Not just you. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you, oh, you don't like me? You know, because in where I came from, the way all my relationships with my friends ended is they just died. Right. Or we fell out in a way where it was like, you betrayed me because we held on to relationships forever because we felt like we had to, but you don't have to. Yeah. You can... Uh, compartmentalize relationships where you could be in my heart but not in my life. Yeah. You can be somebody that I know and I'm, yeah. it's a moment every time we see each other. Yeah. But we but but not talking every day like we're used to, especially as you grow up yeah. and become, you know, parents or whatever. Yeah. It's not a beef. Yeah. And I for a long time I you know, would feel that way, not with you, but like I felt I didn't understand. Yeah. Because I didn't have the skills right. of just being unbothered by what everybody else's perception of me setting my boundaries look like. Yeah. Have you heard that from other people as you set your boundaries that they may have fell fell off, you know? No, actually, no one has articulated it the way that you have. I'm pretty sure that that's maybe some other people's experiences, but you know, um, I think that's really powerful what you said, just sometimes realizing that you know, the journey takes other people other places mm -hmm. and being able to appreciate that, you know, if it's something real, you know, just like my album title, Full Circle, it's going to be a full circle moment. Mm -hmm. And it's so dope to see you mm -hmm. and to hear that, you know what I mean? Because I felt like, you know, a lot of the interactions and the times we was hanging out, it was genuine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't phony or it wasn't because... It wasn't Hollywood. Yeah, or what you could do for me, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, you know... That doesn't really exist in our business. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me tell you why I agree with you uh, that it was genuine and why um, it was authentic and real. Another thing that I took away from our friendship that I never told you because you cut me off um, <laughs> was you were the first celebrity to pull me aside and say, are you gay? Oh, wow. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember. Right there. You, we oh, were, right there. We were out one night. <laughs> right there. Now I remember. I'm gonna tell you. Outside, story. we was outside, right in front we, of the building. That was the night he 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 came to my house because I had all the girls at my house, all the beautiful, the Bria Mileses and everybody, and he was yeah. the only guy to come up there with all the girls. And we went out, we partied all night, and he, he him and his security they came, and dropped me off, and I got the car. He said, "I got a question. Are you gay?" And I, and I said, "Yeah." But you you humanized me and had a conversation. About as us being friends, not judging, not anything, but wanting me to feel comfortable to just have the conversation and, and be me, where I thought I was me, because everybody I thought knew I was gay, I just never made an announcement. But I remember our conversation and I remember just like everything we talked about, whether it was all the girls you want me to hook you up with, um, <laughs> or me being able to be comfortable to be myself. I've always felt like you've just been a genuine person. Yeah. Do you feel like you've always gotten the credit for being a genuine person? Because sometimes when I see you get attacked. Right, right. And you don't attack back. Right. 
You a Scorpio that don't attack back. <laughs> um, do you do you get bothered by that when people don't know how genuine of a person you really are? You know what? It, it, that is a uh, um, that has been. You know, I don't want to say a, a, a thorn in my side, but, you know, at, at, at certain points, it, it is frustrating, you know, because the people that know me truly know who I am. And then, you know, I think about those people that are trying to inflict and impose on my peace and where I'm at. And, you know, it's frustrating because it's easy to want to do something back. I don't think that I am always viewed in that way, but I do also realize that sometimes you the villain in, in other people's stories. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, okay, you need to feel better about yourself. So now I'm a, I'm a bad person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but it's funny that you brought that up, man, because, you know, when we were hanging out, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you obviously were a different Jason, mm -hmm. but, you know, you handsome, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I and am. you had all, all the women, you know what I mean, I all did. around you. And, and they wasn't, they was flirting with you, too. They were. You know what I'm saying? So that was confusing they were. to a straight man. I'm like, is it? Yeah. You know, I was the collector of the beautiful women. Right. Um, and then y'all just had fun with them. I just had right. a different level of fun. Right. Um, it was funny because that same night before Omarion got there, one of my other friends stopped by my apartment. I had probably like 10 girls in there and there's two bathrooms and they're all getting ready. And some have shirts on, some don't. They run through the house naked, whatever. And my friend walked in. The girls all thought he was gay, but he wasn't. Uh, see. And I wasn't going to tell him that he wasn't gay. So he's like, sitting oh. there like, what the hell? Anyway, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> One of the yeah. girls I try to hook you up with a lot of people don't know is Karuchi. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. So me, me, Chris Brown, and Omarion, they were best friends. I mean, y'all, I won't even say best friends. Y'all were brothers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they look at me crazy. They were brothers. <laughs> and... One night, they said, bring all these girls. So I brought all these girls. And one of the girls was Karuchi. Right, right. Do you remember that night? I do. Well, I don't remember that night particularly, but, you know, um, I remember, you know, Karuchi went to John Burroughs too. Yeah. I, yeah. This she, is all before she was Karuchi. She was Karuchi, but she was right. K. Right. And right. y'all were kind of feeling each other. And that's true. And I thought y'all were going to be a thing. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. And then she was media. She was on media takeout with Chris. Right. And then bam, that's it. Right. And you never say anything. What? If I was you, I would. You know. <laughs> Come on now, you got to be unbothered. You've been unbothered for a long time. That's so crazy that you would tell that story. <laughs> it's a true story. It is because that night, that my mission was to hook you up with Karuchi. Right. And I don't know what happened. Me neither, man. I don't know what happened. Have you ever looked at a, a situationship or relationship that you dodge and you like, cool? Oh, all the time. Really? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, another relationship you were in was with April. Yes. Now, all of us, April Jones, you know, she is his mother of his children. Uh, we were all on Love and Hip Hop together. When you signed up for the show, did it become what you thought it was going to be? Or did it turn into something else? Yeah, it turned into something else, mm -hmm. you know, because initially the reason why I even decided to do reality TV um, was to promote Post to Be. 
You know what I mean? I, I remember at Which that, was a huge song. Yeah. At the, but at that time, you know, I wasn't really, I didn't have the support that I needed in order to amplify the record. Outside the show. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't have any real promotional tools. I'm saying with your label. Yes. Or with the, yes. Outside yes. the show. Yeah. Exactly. So the show was a vehicle to push the music. Exactly. So that's what I was thinking. Then also too, you know, growing up in front of the world is it's not easy. You know what I mean? And, you know, I knew that I needed to, you know, mature. So I, I thought it was a great opportunity to kind of, you know, um, share that with people, you know, which I had my child, my first child. And that was like a real big, um, you know, uh, transformation time for me. You know what I mean? Because it became less about Omarion and more about my family. You but know at that, but, but, but before that point, though, you were a very private person. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, like, even when we went to the clubs, you're, you weren't the type of person to want to be in front of everybody's phone or be yeah. on camera. Pop, back when we were going, that was paparazzi. Yeah. You weren't that guy trying to get all of that. Yeah. Now here you are opening up your personal life, your family, yeah. your relationship, your yeah. kid to the world. Yeah. How, what was that process like? It was interesting, you know. I know I had it to. I, I know I had to like write my own story, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the thing about you know reality TV. If you're gonna do reality TV, you gotta like make sure you know what your storyline is mm -hmm. because you know far often I'm pretty sure you experience they're trying to pair you up and match you up with people that Every you don't day. really yeah. align with. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like not even just personality wise. This thought process and everything you like yeah i don't really vibe with this whereas person. you know in real life we wouldn't even be together anywhere exactly yeah exactly so you know that 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 was again you know love and hip-hop was really just a stepping stone but it did turn into something that i didn't expect you know what i mean because it amplified you know certain um issues and that was another reason why I didn't want to be on uh, reality TV no more because I saw that, you know, we filming in February, but the episodes is not coming out until the end of the year. So you actually relive these TV moments online. You know what I mean? And then once you invite the audience to participate in it, you're oh living goodness. it with them too. Yeah. And then, you know, certain people, they don't want to let shit go. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. I can't do this forever. See, one of the things that I didn't do, producers told me early on, they were like, if there's a relationship you want to have, don't bring it into the show. Oh, okay. They told me that. You brought yours in. Yeah. But you came into the show. I mean, you came into the show and brought in somebody, April, who hadn't had fame before. Yeah. So this became a new thing. Yeah. Something you had already grew up with for years. You had already become grounded in who you were as an individual yeah. and an artist and now the show's just amplifying that yeah did you see a change in that person while you were going through that process yeah it was it was it was so much going on and then also too you know um that was the reason why april was here you know what i mean like you know she's from chicago yeah she's from chicago and you know she was here to you know work on her music and you know, um, when we aligned earlier on, you know, in our relationship, which, by the way, in the beginning, it wasn't like I saw her and it was like, oh, I want you to be my girlfriend. You know, we kind of stumbled into that relationship because we were friends first for at least the first couple of months. You know, so um, me being me, you know, what I mean, I definitely wanted to support her and give her a platform and, and give her the opportunity to, you know, essentially start to create, you know, what she wanted for herself. So. Yeah, a, a lot of changes happen, you know, not only with us being new parents, but also her experience, that amplification, because, you know, it does something different to everyone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But fame isn't real. Like, I mean, it's it's a real thing. 
influence is real, right? But fame is like it can come and go. It can at it any can. moment. Yeah. And if the success ain't there with the fame, that's the emptiest feeling I would think. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, did you prepare for that? Well, you know, there are certain things about fame, you know, especially when we're talking about people's perception and perspective that you just can't prepare them for. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like jumping in a pool. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would I would say that I don't think anyone is virtually prepared for that, you know. What happens when you do something and it's amplified among the world? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like how does that make you feel? Mm -hmm. You know, um so yeah, I I don't think no one was is prepared for that, you know. So I mean? you did two seasons. Yeah, I did two. And seasons. And then you bounce. Slip. You didn't even. You didn't even come to the reunion. <laughs> I'm out. Sweet. You yeah. didn't come to the reunion, right? No, man. How do you shoot a whole? I was mad you didn't come to the reunion. I was looking for you. Yeah. Well, you didn't I knew. Even come. What, I knew what the reunion was. You did. Yeah. Shit show. <laughs> shit show. Shit show. Wait, come on. We all get so when you go to your. <laughs> When you get to Love and Hip Hop, you know the reunion. You're gonna shoot for hours. Yeah. Everybody has their own room. I would sneak around and look at everybody's title card. I was looking for Omar because I wanted to see my friend. They said he is not coming. <laughs> How he ain't coming to the reunion? You skipped out. Anyway, um, you didn't miss nothing. By the way, I wish I, I got up and left early. Damn. And quit because it was crazy. Come on, man. All right. So so you left the show and then. Um, Post to be was a huge song at the time, yeah. at that moment, and now I think just became six times platinum. Yes. So congratulations. Hey, we're gonna be on our way to Diamond before I get up out of here. Was April who she was supposed to be? Um. <laughs> um. My transitions are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying my transitions are crazy. Well, what I would say is is, is that um, I don't I, I think people are who they are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People are who they are essentially. And you know, it was so much going on. It was so much changing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, a lot happened. A lot happened. A lot was going on. But I would say, you know, um, if we gonna fast forward, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we're in a a, a better place. You know, as, as parents. You know what I mean? And as just uh, respectful humans to one another. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It hasn't been easy, especially because we've, you know, lived our life outwardly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, and put ourselves on the wall to be judged. You know, but if I'm being completely fair, you know, um, all relationships go through ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? So we're in a better place. Um, yeah. I'm blaming you. First of all, um, I did my research. Okay. He and my producer. He's one of the most successfully media trained people in the world. <laughs> and I really feel like I'm one of the best that do what I do. <laughs> Let me just say this, because I haven't interviewed you ever. First, I want to not even apologize, clarify something. Okay. When I had my podcast, Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored, it was a huge podcast that was, I mean, going viral. We were, I mean, we're in the growth of Hollywood Unlocked. Omarion knew me since I, my first blog, Low Key Messy. Low Key Messy. Let's be very clear. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought I had the shade room idea. Low Key Messy was the shade room. It would be kind of shady. Low Key Messy, but not too messy. It was, it was. Some stupid shit. It was. It was. It was. It was Low Key Messy <laughs> um, uh, at the time. 
And as Hollywood Unlocked started getting foot, because low-key messy didn't go nowhere. That, that went away. Mm-hmm. But as when, once I grew legs, it's sort of like when you have your first hit single and you and you we we got some. And right. then and then and then you just keep feeding them and it yeah. just keep and then all of a sudden. So once we hit Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored, that podcast uh with me and my original co-host, it like grew its legs. So we just kept feeding it. And then we had changes. And so we had a void that I needed a female. I was doing wilding out at the time in Atlanta. We needed a female and we would have a female co-host, different people fill in. And April was somebody who I thought was like, oh, she she gave it a couple episodes. Let's add her to the show. I add her to the show. Right. I want to first make it very clear. It wasn't in any way. It had nothing to do with you. Right. It had nothing to do with anything. I think then the platform started being used to talk about your relationship with her. Right. And um, we didn't have our, we weren't connected at the time. So I want to be very clear about that. Yeah. What I also built that show about around was about being very real and transparent. Mm-hmm. And at the time, these are my own opinions, my own words. I've said this many times. My audience already knows. She wasn't being real and transparent. Yeah. You guys were co-parenting through an app. Yeah. That communication through the app was a very interesting thing because I would look at the communication and you were advocating at the time for your kids to not be on social media. Right. You were really, uh, it was a really big deal to you for your kids to not be on social media. Why? I think just because, you know, the innocence of a child, you know what I mean? Like, of course, the internet is another, I guess, world in its own, but I definitely wanted to, you know, just keep my children as sacred as possible for as long as possible. Um, I think that was the reason why, you know what I mean? And also, I felt like, you know, I definitely was, you know, being used not just by you know, um, certain people, but even certain businesses, you know, they would kind of be interested in certain people based off of, you know. The former relationship they had with yeah, the, the pre Yeah, the previous relationship that they had with me. And I didn't like that and I didn't understand that, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to definitely protect my kids from that. Because the one thing I will say in your boundary setting, like you cut me off, <laughs> when you were done with her and done with that, you were done. Oh, yeah, that's how I am. When I'm done, no. oh, I'm done. You are the definition. No, no, for real. No. When I'm you like, are the definition of cut off, I'm out. No for, no, for real. Now, you guys were still communicating regularly, like every day, yeah. through the app for the kids. Yeah, yeah. But I also felt from now taking a step out of it all, looking at it, there was also lots of control mm-hmm. happening through that communication with the kids with you. You don't even have to acknowledge it. If you want to, you can, but that's what I saw. But what do you mean? What do you mean? Meaning like, if she was mad at you, she would communicate with you through that app, but it would be about the kids, but it would be in a way to control visitation or this or that. Oh, okay, okay. And Mm -hmm. and if you were, you don't say anything publicly, but she had the platform to talk. Mm -hmm. And then I just didn't understand why you never said anything. Right. Why were you just, is it because you had kids? Is it because that's just not the type of person you are? Yeah, no, I, I think it really um, was hinged on the simple fact that these, like, I, we have kids together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's there's probably uh, nothing closer, you know what I'm saying? Um, and at one point in time, that was the, you know, the protector of, of, of that, you know what I'm saying? So for me to- In terms of the relationship? Yeah, I mean- The, the family? All of that. I mean, the image? Yeah, all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was definitely, you know, someone that had a wealth of knowledge and experience in this space. You know what I'm saying? So it would 
So it would behoove you to listen, you know what I mean? To take heed to some of my experiences, not telling nobody what to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you have somebody that, you know, has experience, you want to listen, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I would say, you know, she was probably in the most powerful position in my life as far as, you know, being able to control anything when it came to my emotions, mm -hmm. you know, and really, I got to thank April because she inspired that book. Mm -hmm. You know, she inspired me to become unbothered mm -hmm. because, you know, what I realized and what I recognize is that, you know, being a man, you know, things are not always going to go your way. Or, or let's just say being a human, being a human, things are not always going to go your way. So are you going to bitch about it? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Or are you going to do something else? Mm -hmm. And um, April brought me into that awareness, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, of I'm about Okay, no, you know what? Let me do this. Over. I'm about. No, you know what? Let me go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She really challenged me. You know what I mean? And she, it helped she me. She challenged the levels of unbotheredness. Yeah, I think I think that she uh, challenged just my emotional intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Whether or not, you know, um, I should act on, you know, or, or uh, react, you know, to to someone's ill intent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you know, it's something powerful. You know, when you are you can't, you can't, you don't even allow your, you know, what will be pro your proverbial enemy bother you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a, that's a big, that's a big battle statement. Mm -hmm. You don't even bother me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Was there ever times when you all were in it and going back and forth or whatever that was, and even having to drop kids off and stuff, was there ever a point where you were bothering? Yeah, I, I mean, of course, you know what I mean? There was a lot of things that I saw that, you know, weren't, weren't positive, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, um... You know, time, time really, time really did a number on us, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we really back into a respectful place. And I'm so happy because it's super beneficial to my kids. They, I would say it's really because of them too. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my son and my daughter just wanting us to be in the same space. You know, my son bringing up old memories about, you know, when me and his mom were hanging out together and, and I may you know, my daughter mm -hmm. not know those memories. Mm -hmm. Like, well, what's up with that? You know, my, my kids are very inquisitive, you know what I'm saying? They're full and, of personality. Yeah, and they smart. So they compete like, oh, oh, moms ain't, oh, that, you know what I mean? Um, and then my son started to, you know, act out in school and he would do certain things that would force us to have to come together mm -hmm. and, you know, deal with things. So shout out to my kids. You know so, so I'm trying to build this thread of unbotheredness. So right. the book. Yeah. Then there's the icebox where the heart used to be. Oh, yeah. I'm That's so the song about being unbothered. Low key. Right? Well, I mean, a little bit, you know what I mean? Because the, I think, ice, or the heart is a, a warm, functioning, beating thing. Right. An icebox is throw the dead body in that bitch and <laughs> pack it up. <laughs> and see, I think that that is the reason why I've always been, you know, connected to that song, you know, emotionally. Because there was a point in time when it was just like, yo, that's it. You know what I'm saying? I'm cold. I don't want to be warm with nobody. I don't want to be, you know, but what kind of life is that, though? Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a good life. So that's my, one of my favorite karaoke songs, though. I can actually sing. I, Come what, on. Don't laugh. I can sing. <laughs> yeah, I'm Come on, man. You, ain't nothing wrong with this yeah, I, I, Not now. No? In front of you, hell no. Come on. Uh, but no, it was one of my favorite songs. <laughs> but... um. That was a huge song. Yeah. Uh, were you, which song are you the most proud of, of your own music? 
Um, I would probably say, oh, shout out to Tank. And the reason why is because, you know, um, just like my, my new album title, which we about to drop, Sonic Book 2, um, Full Circle is an O. You know, and O, um, what I tell artists and what I tell people is if you're really, really good, people will will create things for you and they'll give them to you. You know what I'm saying? And O really encompassed me stepping out. That was when I was transitioning from the group into my solo act. And um, that song really encompassed me. And I, I'm, I'm, I feel honored to be able to, you know, be, I guess, good enough, you know, for, for a song to be presented and written for me. Mm-hmm. That's such a massive hit. So mm-hmm. shout out to the underdog, shout out to Tank. So I would say O, O in touch for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have to ask you one more relationship thing now. Okay. Fizz dating April. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back to loving hip hop. Uh huh. You were gone. Yeah. She was still there. Yeah. With Fizz. Right. Did not understand that. Uh huh. The reason why I was so frustrated was she was on my show as the co-host mm-hmm. and didn't even tell me that that was a relationship. Mm. The, the, the show's about being uncensored and putting all your business out there. <laughs> so that's why I went back to the show and fired her in public. Um, but you get betrayed in public mm-hmm. and still give people grace. I say this to Charlemagne all the time. Mm-hmm. I get the, I get it. And I understand <laughs> therapy because I'm in it. But I also understand sometimes when they go low, we got to go to hell. Because some right. people take advantage of good people. Yeah. And you might be... Dancing on Marianne, singing on Mar. You a nigga from Inglewood, <laughs> so you know what that means, right? So that you know you have, that-, that you have self discipline, self control. That you are. This is a certain level of unbothered. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna let you tell me. But okay. what is that where you did not come unhinged? It's it's because of one fact, and that is is that we all reap what we sow. You know what I mean? And whatever energy. And whatever we're intent that we create, you know, especially if it's a negative one, you're going to get it back tenfold. So, you know, to all of the situations and circumstances that weren't particularly in my favor, I took them as a lesson and also a blessing. You know what I mean? So for me, you know, I just knew that whatever was going to be the outcome or the ending result of, you know, people wanting to do me harm was gonna be far more worse than what I could have, you know, start to calculate in my mind to prepare what I would do to these people. Mm -hmm. I knew that whatever I would do would be temporary. You know what I mean? It would be a quick fix for me, you know, but, you know, pain hit different when you gotta sit in it. You know what I'm saying? And- I felt that one. No, for real, no, for real. And, And guess what? There's only one power, you know, that can, deliver that kind of blow, you know, and that's the universe Mm -hmm. and whatever you put out there, you know. So a lot of me being unbothered have to do with knowing like, oh, okay, I don't even got to, you know what I'm saying? I really only act like I'm from Inglewood unless I really have to, but I don't, but I don't want to ever have to. Let me lay some foundation because y'all can say I'm messy. That's what I do for a living. He was co-parenting, communicating through the app, raising children, still a star, Mother child with children is with his bandmate, and y'all keep asking him to go on tour, and you ain't saying nothing. <laughs> He's a better man than me. Because y'all can't even steal candy out of my studio without me burning the internet down. 
<laughs> you know, but I, I feel the only reason why I bring it up, not to be messy, one, yeah. I haven't ever interviewed you, yeah, yeah. but two, I'm in my process now of learning how to find the power to not burn the earth down yeah. when I'm betrayed. Because betrayal is something that I don't work well with. And you were betrayed. Yeah. Um, but then still publicly held to the expectation of giving grace and going on tour and yeah. singing and dancing and performing because that's what we want. Yeah. You didn't feel, how did you feel in that moment or with all that? You know, that was one of the toughest things that I've ever had to do, you know, in my life up to date, you know what I mean? Because I had to ask myself some real important questions. And, you know, one of those questions was, well, what is it really about for you, O? Not what is it about for everybody else? What is everybody thinking when you do this? It's like, no, what is this about for you? And um, it was so important for me to go back on tour to remember myself, you know what I'm saying? We, um, you know, we go through certain things and we forget things about ourselves, you know what I'm saying? And that tour really brought me back into a place of uh, self-recognition. And it was so important for me in my journey to self-recognize because, you know, a lot of people don't understand. I was a child. I was a child, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, when I first interacted with success. And, you know, the way that it used to be back then is completely different how it is now. You know, even the connection to the audience, to the fan base, you know what I'm saying? So I had to honor that for myself. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about nobody else. It was about me. So you forgave Fizz for betraying you with your family, because it ain't your girl, it's your family, Right. for your fans. Um, no, I did it for myself, too. You know what I'm the saying? The connection of who you were yeah. in the world of music and to the world. All, all of that, and also just realizing as a man you know, where certain people are, because if you do your due diligence, you'll, you'll, you'll see how certain people arrive to certain things, you know, and sometimes those people are not strong enough and they're influenced by others, you know what I mean? And others kind of run their lives. They're not really in control. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've always been a, an, a very observant and sound in mind person, you know what I mean? Um, so You've always I, you been know, like this. Yeah, man I, man, I know when people are trying to come with that bullshit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I can smell it before it even get here, you know what I mean? And um, like I said before, you know, at the end of the day, I'm always going to honor, you know, what's, what's best for me and, and my family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though, you know, people went out of their way to do certain things, like, I feel like I still got white on and, and I don't have no blemishes, you know what I mean? Because I stood true to who I am. When everybody else was showing either who they were yep. or losing themselves in this. Yeah. What was the journey to getting through all that and getting back to co-parenting right. with April and getting to a place of being unbothered where both of you could get past that? Because, you know, I, I once you betray me, well, it's hard because you have kids, so you can't just... See? Ah. Yeah. Aha. See? It's really tough. So that's the answer. No, but I'm just saying, like, you know, when you when you have issues, you know, with people that are your family, you know what I'm saying? Like what what do you do about that? I know I know people that don't even they haven't talked to their siblings in years. You know what I'm saying? They don't even deal with their family. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean and like, you know, why not be at peace with that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Make your shots, take your tries. And, you know, like I said, time has really been on me and April's side because, you know, this is something new, us getting into a place where you know, um, we're both, you know, respectful and listen to one another. Cause you know, that was like our biggest issue. Mm -hmm. Our biggest issue 
was that we wouldn't listen to each other. You know what I'm saying? And I had that bad and she had that bad too. So we were never, never able to get anywhere because, you know, there needed to be some significant, you know, maturation of personalities. You know what I'm saying? We both needed separately to, you know, um, go through the things that we needed to go through in order to, you know, become better. So get into this place of peace. Did that require these people who publicly perceivably betray you to apologize? Did you require I, apologies? I think I think in I think in certain aspects, yes, there was there are certain people, you know, that still owe me apologies. You know what I'm saying? But I don't I don't expect it. You know what I'm saying? Because I've made peace with it. Mm-hmm. Fizz apologized. Yeah, he apologized. April apologized. Um, yes, yeah, she has. Mm-hmm. She has. Has Raz B apologized? Um. <laughs> B, let me hold on. Hold on. Listen. Listen. B2K biggest group in the world. When he's talking about the reconnection to the fans, when they went away doing their own thing for a while, group split up, Omarion became Omarion on his own. I don't, folks were doing their own thing. Um, you all came back together and years later and sold out yeah. arenas everywhere. It's crazy. I mean, and, and the, the, there were multi-generational fan bases. Yeah. Like it was, the, it was the B2K fans from back then, then you had Omarion fans, then you had the fans. Right. But unlike in Vogue, where every member of the group, and I'm friends, I know all of y'all, I'm cool with everybody. <laughs> he said, I'm cool with everybody. I'm cool with all y'all. But I also say it like I mean it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, um, <laughs> you did it all. Right. Um, and in many ways, people would say it was the lead. Um, you did call them your background singer, background dancers though. You were petty. <laughs> just they, having a little fun. You was bothered that day. I was just having a little fun with them. But Come on, man. Did, did you um, did you feel like you were ever given the respect and appreciation for as much as you contributed to one the group coming back together and also being able to hold it together in the midst of all this betrayal, chaos, and perceived chaos and betrayal? Um, I think that there is you know, a small uh, shred of appreciation, you know what I mean? Um, It's hard to say, you know, because I don't know, you know what I mean? Um, I feel like, you know, they do, they do appreciate it. Certain people appreciate me, you know what I mean? And what, whatever it is that I assisted or may have helped to support them with, you know what I mean? Now, whether or not people acknowledge that's a different thing, you know what I'm saying? But I, I really don't know, you know what I mean? I always hope to have, you know, an imprint and, an experience with someone that they can can take something positive away. So hopefully, you know, at some point in time, if they don't feel that now, you know, they definitely like, man, we appreciate, oh, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like I said, that was probably one of the toughest. I actually had to be convinced to go on that tour, by the way. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, shout out to Michelle. Yeah, because, you know, B2K used to be such a thorn in my side because I always used to feel like, well, Justin Timberlake got to, you know, grow up, you know what I mean? Like... All Beyonce got to grow up, you know what I mean? And like Omarion, but it's like B2K, you know what I mean? Um, And after that tour, I realized like, yo, I'm singing all of these songs, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm singing all these, I spent that time in the studio, you know, I was getting that note wrong until I got it right, you know what I mean? So I wanted to honor myself again in that process because, you know, I never forget the first time I met the boys, you know what I mean? And I was like, I was feeling like how the rest of the world was, you know what I mean? Because 
they could dance their ass off and we were all so young and they were great performers. You know Is I mean? that kind of love addicting? Because I was watching the fans. When B2K first came out, we didn't have social media like we have right now. Yeah. Right? We had MySpace, I think. Yep. Right. MySpace. But like to see Instagram and Twitter go crazy every concert and celebrities showing up too. Right. What did that feel like? And is that intoxicating? Um, well, it's a lot of emotions. It's a lot of mixed emotions. I would say it's different for everyone. But for us, I would say that, you know, because, you know, the people that were around at that time, they, they kept us like, I guess you could say in line and very focused. So we never really got a chance to bask in that. I mean, I think maybe some of the other group members did at a certain point in time. But like, you know, I was when it was time for the stage, it was like, all right, it's time for you to go now. Mm-hmm. Like not oh, who's here? Or like, oh, we're excited. Like it was so normal and natural for us. Like if if social media was back then around, they would be like, hold up, because it was very much so real life fanatical. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and not for no reason, you know what I mean? Not just because we did like some viral moment mm-hmm. or some shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, no, it was like, hold up. We went to our first show, you know what I mean? And it was one girl that had a poster up we love you, B2K. Then we went to the next show, then it was two girls. Mm-hmm. And then as we went through, you know, the screen tour, it was like at the end of the tour, we was we was biggest group ever. Biggest la- biggest and last boy band ever. Right. To this day, which we hope there's another one. That, you know? Were you, okay, I'm not going to go too far because I want to go back to, you said viral moments, so I'm going to use this as my way to go back to Raz B. Okay. I know all the guys. Right. Remember the party I had, going away party? I didn't bring Rasby, but I brought um, Boog and Fizz. I don't even know if you remember this. It was mm. a party years ago, and you guys had reunited and kind of went off to the side, and you guys had this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rasby's always seemed to be the one that's been over here. <laughs> and <laughs> now, as somebody who I laid the foundation earlier, who has the little brother who he doesn't treat like a little brother, you uh-huh. didn't little bro him. Uh huh. I've never seen you, little bro, the guys. I've never seen you, little bro, Raz B. But I've had this interesting relationship with Raz. Okay. I've had a reverence where I've wanted to protect him when he made lots of allegations and give him platform to talk about it, yeah. then see him take it back. Then say Ricky Romance did it, then said this and that. Uh-huh. Then you were the reason why he left the tour. Now uh-huh. he's back on tour. Is Raz B the problem? <laughs> no, Raz is not the problem. No. Raz has his own personal problems, you know what I'm saying? Like we all do, but Raz B is not the problem. Mm-mm. Okay. Someone else is. Someone else is. Someone else. It can't be Boog. Yeah. Not Boog. The reason why I say not Boog is Boog, you and Boog are different type of gangsters. Like you a cool gangster, but then he be talking gangster. So I don't know, is Boog, the, is he the mastermind behind all the mechanics of when it work and don't work? I, I really, I can't tell you. Because they just did a video with the three of them together and again, uh-huh. you're not there. Right. But you're B2K. I mean, you you're know. You're Omarion, let's right. be clear, but you're, right. B2K is all of you. Yeah, well, you know, I, I definitely wish them guys the best, whatever it is that they training. got going on. No, I'm just being honest, you know what I mean? I don't wish no ill on anybody, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, whatever it is that they have going on, like, you know, definitely wish them the best. Mm. Are you guys still a group or not a group? Um, and like what capacity? Would you all still come back together and do shows or no? Um, I mean, I'm definitely in a different uh, place right now. You know what I'm saying? Like what? 
No, I mean, I'm definitely in a different place right now. You know, I, I feel like, you know, I, I definitely honored, you know, um, that resurgence. Like a lot of people don't realize, you know what I'm saying? We really brought nostalgia back. We brought all those 2000s, those vibes. We brought that back with just that tour. You know what I'm saying? So um, I feel like I honored it. You know what I mean? I'm in a different place. You know, um, I have a, a TV show that I just uh, sold to All Black called Involved. You know, author last year, new albums, you know, I have a lot of verticals and things that I'm doing right now. So um, it would be unfair to say yes. Hmm. Yeah. That was a nice way of saying I'm doing my own thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy where I am. Yo. And I've given the fan, because I'm not asking the question as yeah. uh, a fan that expects you to make that your whole career, because no it's doubt. not. No and the reality is, I was talking about In Vogue, using them as an example the other day. Without for all four of them, it's not In Vogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. call it what you want. Yeah. Um, and that's no shade to anybody. Okay, I got a gift for you. It, this seems like the right time to give it. It's right there on the side in the back. Oh, swag. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, be very careful. Oh, okay. Oh, a sound bowl. I know about those. Five. But, but you gotta look at the side though. Purple one. Five. I love this, man. But you gotta turn around. Aha! Hold up, do you see that? <laughs> Hit a gong on your ass. Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate this. No, this is dope. I mean, for sure. Um, <laughs> thank you, man. Hold up, let me turn that towards them so they can see. Now I got a sound bowl. Part of Raz's thing that I've been advocating for and giving platform to is the allegations against Chris Stokes. Uh -huh. And Chris Stokes, I'm sure, is watching this because anytime I interview anybody close to y'all, I, I get him on my Instagram. Yeah. And I, I, as being somebody that's been molested, I want to be an advocate, but I never want to use my platform to wrongfully assign somebody anything. Yeah. And I've never met Chris. I don't know Chris. Um, but was I wrong in my approach in saying or advocating for Rasby's claims against Chris? Um, what do you mean by where you wrong? Like, to your knowledge, is what Rasby claimed real about him being molested by him or not? Right, I mean, um, I, I've had this conversation publicly many times, mm -hmm. and the one thing that I won't ever do is speak for someone, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I can't um, particularly uh, speak to that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, I've never seen anything, you know what I mean? Um, but we all know what, you know, a lot of people say, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I really don't know, I can't speak for mm -hmm. Raz. You know what I mean? I think that your intention to support people that have been in that position is it was like- genuine. It, and it's a beautiful thing yeah. because that's really fucked up, mm -hmm. you know, to take advantage of a child, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So salute to you for mm -hmm. that, but uh, as far as any of them goes, I can't really, I can't really speak to that. And so you're in such a place of peace that um, all of that and all of them are over here and you just focus on moving forward. That's all one can do. Mm -hmm. That's all one can do because, you know, it's a lot of questions. How long, how long has that question been floating around? Right. Years. Huh. Years. Huh. But there's never been no investigation to just bring a close to it. Like it's these conversations, these questions that keep going on and on and on. And I feel right. like it's just been something that I've never 
I've never asked you because right. I've always been like, I know the purpose of my platform and why I use it. Yeah. I don't use it as a weapon. Of course. I use it as a platform. You want to tell your story. He wants yeah. to tell his story. Chris want to come tell his story. Yeah. Uh, uh, but as somebody who's been on the outside looking in, I've just seen the story change so much. I don't know what the story is no more. <sighs> and you know, that's, that's a crazy And it's scary thing. because kids watching, people yeah. watching yeah. are real victims. Yep. And they, and, and it almost makes you sometimes not believe them when yeah. they tell us their truth. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like one of those things where like, I'm, I'm just so confused and I just didn't know if you knew. Yeah, no, I never, I never seen anything. Um, but yeah. Does Jay Book owe you an apology? Um, I feel like whoever feels like they've done me wrong, if they want to apologize, then that's cool. You know what I mean? But I don't have any expectations towards people that, you know, think that, you know, they did something wrong and they should apologize, but they don't want to apologize and act like I forgot the shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't I don't forget anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like do do as you will. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do as you will. But you still have your peace because forgiveness isn't for them, it's for you. So if you for, do you forgive without the Yeah, body? I don't have no issues, no quorum. You know what I mean? They can go talk bad about me tomorrow. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. Mm -hmm. Is that but, therapy? Um, no. Nah, it's just just really recognizing what's important. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's really important? Like, people's opinions? Like, is that really gonna shift who you are? You know but there I mean? has to be an ego checking, right? Do you check an ego? Like, do you you have an e we all have egos. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to check your ego? Nah, I'm I've never been that kind of person because I just I know who I am. You know what I mean? So, you know, even in the sight of competition, you know, I it behooves us to know our limitations. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm just smart enough to realize, like, hey, it is what it ain't. Mm. <laughs> so me, you, Chris Brown, all of us hanging out, this was years ago. Yeah. The evolution of Chris Brown is it, it's, it's, it's different iterations. Mm -hmm. um, they used to say you dance better than Chris back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> they did. <laughs> there was this whole thing where, like, that's what they said. Right. Um, did you think you danced better than him at the time? Or no? Well, I mean, this is what I would say. You know, uh, CB is very talented. And I think a lot of why people compared us is just because our classes are so close together. They're different classes, you know what I mean? And also, you know, you got serve, you know, Was B2K. Huge. Yeah, so I, I am, you know, definitely a dancer in the eyes of those people that watch those things. And But not just a dancer. Yeah, I mean, performer, you know, like, you know, yeah, all those other things, too. I mean, come on, you you, you have a, you be a little cocky. <laughs> you can be a little cocky, yo. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, if you know, you know. Yeah, if you yeah. know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I've always looked at CB as like, you know, like, like a brother, you know what I mean? Even if it's from a distance, even if, you know, um, I don't agree with some of the things that he says or he does, you know what I'm saying? Like... One thing I do know is, is when I see CB, he always show me respect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He always be like, hey, bro, because I just, I seen him um, down in Vegas for um, Lovers and Friends. Mm. And it's been a while since we ran into each other. We actually ran into each other. At and the we're same, able to talk? Yeah, at the same hotel. It was just like, yo, what up? You know, oh, what's up, bro? Uh, I ain't seen him in a minute. Hey, we going to Usher skate party tonight. He throwing me a skate party, so. You know what I mean? Like, it was still very um, respectful. Mm -hmm. And that's all that I asked. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Because like I said, I don't forget. But back then you guys were friend friends. Like yeah. I would say brothers, right? Yeah. Um, and and I and I always try to reconcile my relationship with him and understand where it changed, because where it changed with him and I was different than where it changed with you and I. I think yeah. you put up your boundaries, you grew up and you focused on family and different things or yeah. whatever. With him, what do you do you think it was the media? Do you think it was the pressure he was going yeah. through at the time? Because when we were around, we were around in all of that and out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we saw him going through a lot. That's facts. And that pressure, which people don't give him the credit. I mean, not, I don't want to say credit. That was a lot of pressure. It was. Woo. It was some shit. Just around. The pressure no, no, was, was in some the air. Shit. It was some shit. Um, yeah. Do, I could understand how that could change a person. Of course. And did, I understand that. And did you understand and not take it personal? Yeah. You did? Yeah. I mean, he's not the only one. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But, you know, there's a lot of, you know, of people that, you know, we would call my brother or my friends that have went through things and I'm just like, damn, you know what I mean? That applies a certain type of pressure, you know what I mean? But it also shows you who people are, you know what I'm saying? So, but I, I feel like, um, man, that was a time, man. We was having so much fun and it was just so uh, free. You know I didn't what I mean? feel like I didn't feel any pressure. Yeah. Like you were superstar, he was a superstar. Yeah, I was this nigga hanging out. Uh, <laughs> but like, like we didn't feel. Yeah, it wasn't like that. I think it was social media wasn't around. It wasn't. Not like that. We weren't online every day. We weren't waking up like oh no. It was like we were on. existing in the moments. Yeah, that's and facts. creating those moments. Like yo, damn, what you I wish doing? we could go back to those days. Like what you doing? I'm in the studio this week, man. Pull up. Like oh, we got a show at such and such. Yeah. But isn't that old also when real music existed? Because now with this TikTok thing, I don't really know. Music is different. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, music does have to transform. You know what I mean? Same thing with rap. Same thing with all of these mediums that we use to express and connect culturally. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, I, I wish we could go back to that time, too, because it, it did feel a lot more genuine. So, um Back in the day, the other people that were in the mix, Jordan right. Sparks, Miguel. Are you yeah. still cool with Miguel? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, the last time I came across him, it was all good. Mm. Yeah. Mario says that the um, Mount Rushmore of R&B is him, Beyonce. <laughs> Whitney Houston. Who is the fourth person? Mariah I think Carey? I think that's interesting. I think that you cannot uh, elect yourself. Who was the fourth person? Michael Jackson. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think I, I don't think you can elect yourself into um, the Mount Rushmore R&B. You know, there's so many different shades and genres and class of music. You know what I mean? I think just to be acknowledged is is enough. You know what I'm saying? But uh, who wouldn't want to be you know inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm -hmm. or you know have you know 20 Grammys like Jay Z and Beyonce? Who wouldn't? Right. You know what I mean? But are you really doing your work though? <laughs> well, that's what Cisco said. You know what I'm saying? Cisco said that. Oh, he did? No, Cisco, they asked him, you know, do you do you agree with that? And he was like, don't I got more hits than him? Like, how, right. you know? Right. So what, you know, we see the rap, we see the rappers, female hip hop, the beefs and different things. Right. Do R&Bs, folks, R&B, like does, um, do, do the do the Marios and Omarions, the Chris Browns and the Miguels, baby, oh, well, Babyface and Anita almost threw hands. <laughs> we had Babyface here at the show. What up? Um, <laughs> Do, 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 is there R&B beef? And, and from my perspective, no. Yeah. No, and let me tell you why. It's because, you know, 
just like we all like different types of women, and, and some of us, granted, you know what I mean, like maybe we like some of the same similar women, but it's it's enough women to have your own fan base. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, like, you know what I mean? Like, as long as you got your own fan base, you, you good. You shouldn't be sizing yourself up to another man because the moment that you do that, you actually lose it. You know what I'm saying? Why would I why would I compare myself? That's you know, the biggest thief of joy. You know what I'm saying? Why would I compare myself to you? Mm. Or why would I need to put it actually shows that you're maybe a little insecure, you know what I'm saying? And from my perspective, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> So it's like, you know, I don't need to prop myself up. I don't, you know what I mean? Like if my fans wanna do that for me, if they wanna elect me Mr. Umbala, then okay. Maybe I'll take that chair. You know what I'm saying? If they want to say I'm the king of R&B, okay, cool. You know right. what I mean? But Or, you know, I, I did have uh, the king of dance. That was one of my titles. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. You know, but uh, when, at, at, at a certain point in time, you know, when does it become, you know, I'm doing this service, mm -hmm. you know, for everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm out here to help people get better. I'm out here to help people, you know, grow. I feel like that's you know, the real tool of music, you know what I mean? Sharing each other's story, being like, damn, if you wouldn't have shared this story, if you wouldn't have told me that, that wouldn't have helped me transform as a human being, you know? This life is a shared experience, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So. Well, I, I know Mario too, and I, I like Mario, and I respect him as an artist and, mm -hmm. a, and a person that contributes to R&B music. R&B music is my favorite genre because it's love music. It, yeah. it, you feel love. Exactly. Um, and, and I think that when I heard it, uh, when my team told me about it, I think that came from a self, a place, a place of not feeling the value yeah. from other people. Right. But when you have the your own, you know your own value. Mm -hmm. You ain't worried about what everybody else say. <laughs> what do you think about labels who put a lot of money behind white people who sing R and B music and not black people who sing R and B music? Well, that's been going on for years. You yes. know, that's been going on since the '40s and the '50s. I think the '50s, '60s, maybe. But um, why aren't people outraged about it? You got you tank. Tyrese, right. I mean, there's like real art, like like there's music where y'all will grab a mic and just kill it. Well, you know, music is so it's such a place where everybody is welcome. You know what I mean? Like I said before, you only need you a little little network. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? To help you continue to build. You know, so I think that you know, uh, outside of it being, you know, uh, a racially charged thing, it's like you know, if we do the history. You know what I mean? We see what ends up happening, you know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of the times it's um, a catch-22, you know what I mean? Because there are certain people that do appreciate our culture and that do want to honor it by, you know, getting involved. And then there's some people that are disingenuine and, you know, that want to just ride the wave. Mm -hmm. But any of those people that are disingenuine and, and try to ride the wave, you know, they splash on the shores, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They don't stay out in the ocean you know what I mean but I also feel like if labels or those the corporate people whoever the powers be I don't really know who's behind the bullshit right would just invest in the real t not to say that the white artists aren't real talented but like the talented black artists who birthed this genre right the world will be able to really see it for what it is right but they don't care about that they don't have no interest in that you right. know what I'm saying why um I think because you know control is a, a big factor in business, you know what I mean? So if I can't control this artist, then- They're no good to me. Yeah, and, and also if I can't, you know, take advantage and really, you know, get the most that I can out of this situation, then why am I here? Did Rick Ross take advantage of you? Uh, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I think that, um, you know, I put myself in a position to be utilized, you know what I mean? And Utilized or used? Utilized. Okay. Utilized, you know as, what I'm saying? As what? Well, you know, for my POV, uh, Maybach Music, you know, was a bunch of new artists at the time. But it was hot. Yeah, it was hot, but it was a bunch of, you know, emerging artists that, you know, we hadn't had um, catalogs and actual, we, we could go to their track record and be like, oh, this is a successful person. You did. Person. Exactly. So, you so, did. Right. So what I was you doing. You're going to stop being humble. Now, I'm not going to let no, you. I, no, but that's what I'm saying. But you're putting yourself in a group of people. You didn't, you were maybe solo artists. Okay. We're right. We're going to find a way to make this narrative work. No. You, you were established. You had catalog. Yeah. You had fame. You had audience. You yeah. had, you were Omar. Yeah, and that's what I realized before I even, you know, did my contract, mm -hmm. you know, um, that's what I realized. That's what the relationship was about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was about business, you know. Um, now, whether or not I could have took more advantage of it or not, you know, I think that that is kind of, you know, done with, you know, the situation. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, Rosé recognized my talent mm -hmm. and my business mm -hmm. and my ability to bring value. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't felt that, you know what I mean, from um, the business mm -hmm. too often, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, like, yo, we should do some business, you know what I mean? Like, people don't be, you know, standing up to their word and everything. Now, it, it transformed into something else, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But again, you know, you just gotta enjoy it while, while, while it is, you know what I mean? And keep because on moving. Yeah, because it's going to change. Well, I'm only asking because Rick is coming to the show. Oh, dope. And I've never interviewed him, and okay. I love him, and I love his business acumen, but uh -huh. never really understood as a fan of Maybach music. Because I was, a th I mean, like when y'all were doing that, right? I was like, y'all better hold on here, come. And right. then it just went away. Right. What the hell? <laughs> right. I have to ask him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get it together, Rick. <laughs> um, are you glad that Keely slept with all the other three members and not you? Ah. Uh Yo, shout out to Keely, you know. Just, <laughs> Keely burning social media up. Yo, she's just, you know, living in her truth and being honest, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Uh, like she's supposed to be. I mean, this this industry, you know, this industry could really just not make life fun, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes other people's version of fun is letting everybody know what happened seven, eight years ago, you know what I mean? But shout out to Keely because I think I did uh, – I think I was like, I did like Keely, you know, her bubbly personality and she was cute. You know what I mean? She used but, to smoke all them damn cigarettes though. Yeah. See, I didn't see that. I did. Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. She in the club smoking. But I didn't know. I didn't know all the boys here. Yeah. I, they never told me. So I guess they wanted to leave me out Listen, of I, I, um, I love when, <laughs> I love when women tell the stories of what they do that all y'all men do. Cause I don't, I don't judge women and men different. We right. all, you know, we all out here, some of us are unbothered and some of us are extremely bothered and some of y'all are hot and bothered. Um, but yeah, um, I wanna go back to co-parenting real quick, yeah. fast forward. So April's with Tay Diggs and then your kid Mega is on Instagram. Um, I see a live and Mega is talking real grown with his mom. You raping, about you doing panties <laughs> off the camera, about you drinking, about Tay smoking weed. He don't smoke weed. He has. Did he ever smoke in front of you? Mm -mm, exactly. But, but I smelled it. He it does edibles, baby. Edibles. Stop saying that on a live. He don't smoke weed. I'm telling y'all the truth. No, you're not. Edible weed. 
So. Oh my goodness. And you know what I said? Omarion is somewhere <laughs> celebrating. Nah. Th them texts that he sent her telling her to stop letting my kids get on social media. Yeah. Because nah. sometimes hindsight is the greatest teacher. Yeah. Because the thing y'all were fighting for the most was the thing that would have prevented me from seeing Mega talk about <laughs> K Diggs smoking weed. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I, 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 I was unbothered. Now that day I was real unbothered. <laughs> But it was a lot of y'all in the comments that was bothered as hell. Um, yeah, so what if Tay wants a blunder here at Mega? I like you, man. Yo. <laughs> Shout out to Le Mega. Leo. Keep living in your truth. Leo. He's Leo. a Leo. You're okay. Yeah, no, um, I have to say just as a parent, you know what I'm saying, because... Uh, when you saw that, what'd you say? I was like, what is Mega talking about? <laughs> what, what What is he talking about? You know what I mean? Um, I think that there is, like, you know... Um, inappropriate time for mm -hmm. kids to be in on certain conversation and there's a lot of adult conversations happening sometimes that mega shouldn't be around you know what i mean mm -hmm. so you know uh he was speaking out of term you know what i mean but he's a good he's a great kid give him his own instagram does he have instagram <laughs> give mega a follow give him his instagram. own instagram yo no, mega will mega will have a million followers on tiktok if <laughs> you give him a tiktok <laughs> yeah no and mega will be talking crazy too because you know, that's that's just, just his personality. You know, he's very competitive and, you know, he don't have no filter. And, you know, I we encourage that, but but respectfully, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to make it a hold back what he, what he feel. So. Uh, I was having a conversation the other day. There have been some iconic TV moments that you uh, didn't admit to be a part of or want to be a part of in the beginning, punked. We were talking okay. about punk the other day, needing to come back. When you got punked, by that white girl's daddy. Oh my goodness. Yo, did you, was, cause I've never interviewed anybody that was in punk between you and Beyonce. I think those were the two funniest punks. <laughs> was she ruined Christmas with the Christmas tree and all them damn kids. And then you with this white girl, because the, the scariest thing would be two <laughs> Yo. white man's house with his daughter. Come on. And he comes home. You know, I was like, and you Ooh. and Bow Wow. Y'all were both trifling back then too. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was tripping. I was tripping because I was like, wait a minute, hold up. You trying to leave me out here? You was just rubbing my back and stuff, girl. You set me up. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, that was wild because he, he came out on 10. And I was like, oh, he's a real good actor. Because I was like, damn, am I going to get away from this? Or is he going? And he was like, no, nah, come over here. Sit down. I was like, oh, hell no. I got to be respectful, but I might have to lunge at this white man. But when, when you were, all, were being punked, though, that was really real. Like, nobody you knew Nobody nothing. didn't tell me. <laughs> nobody did not tell me. But I was like, yo, what's up? Oh, what you doing? And he was like, man, I'm chilling with this girl in the hills, man. Like, just pull up. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Pulled and, up. Yeah. And that happened. It almost became a situation. Come on, man. Because you from Inglewood. And if you I'm just saying. If you I was hit, getting there. I was like, hold up, shut up. If you would have hit a couple numbers, I saw the parking garage. Yeah. I would have been in trouble. <laughs> Ashton would have got beat up. Um, then the girl was asking, thought she was asking for her all the money on Dr. Phil. That was funny. I mean, wait, let me back, let me back up, let me back up, let me back up. Let me set it up. There was a yeah. woman, because I don't want to laugh at mental health, because clearly there was mental health involved. There was a woman, you can go Google her. She thought Omarion was in a relationship with her via Instagram, DMs, right. and thought you were asking her to send you money. Yeah, she was sending somebody money Thought they was in a she relationship. She was really doing it though? Yeah. She was really and doing she it. she really thought. First of all, I got the phone call. They called my team like, yo, 
we're doing this, um, you know, this episode that has to do with artists and being online and basically getting catfished. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah, but this is severe right. level. You know what I mean? And um, and then I also wanted to speak to it because, like, I'm not the kind of person that's, like, going to be sitting online taking people's money. So I thought it was all bad. But, yeah, the young lady thought we was in a relationship. No, she thought y'all were together. She did. And, 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 and engaged? And then did you do the video or did you Skype it? No, no, I did the video for her. My heart broke for the girl when the video came (laughs) in because it was like, well, we have Omari on here and you broke her heart, but she still was somewhat in denial. Oh, damn. Was that your only, because people don't look at you all as people who go through this in real life. Is that your first time that happened or have you been through other fan moments that people have had this belief that there's a relationship that doesn't exist? Yeah, uh, particularly online a lot, you know what I mean? I do this little uh, thing um, in my DM where, you know, I look at the DMs of all the people that are sending me positive messages and I'll like say a message every now and then or whatever. And um, it's a few in the DM that I'll be like, what? <laughs> somebody, somebody even said, somebody said Omarion is, is Britney Spears, you know what I mean? And it was just, just ranting on, you know, all of the people that they think that I am, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I've came across it a bunch of times, but I, I do my best to stand clear. Mm. Yeah. So your series on all black, um, yeah. it's about polyamory. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Um, yeah, I think everyone has. We ain't talking about everyone, we're talking about you. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, you know, if you're not in a quote unquote monogamous relationship and you're dealing with that's multiple- That's cheating. No, that's not cheating. It ain't? No, if you're- I in, thought polyamory is when we all agree. That's true. Okay. That's true, but that doesn't mean that you can't have an agreement that you want other people to be involved. Tell me about the show on All Black uh, and polyamory, and then I want to get into your business. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the uh, show is titled Involve, and um, it's about this character named O.B. Sharp. And uh, basically, you know, um, he's this, you know, big entertainer, superstar, you know, um, and he's also not a good father. He's like what we would call a FaceTime dad. So he wants to be able to build a better relationship with his family by, you know, starting to think about and create a schedule that would make his life a better, a better uh, experience. Um, he ends up, you know, meeting this young lady and she in- introduced him to polyamory. And everybody knows what's going on. Yeah, because um, one of the characters, uh, which name is Maya, she um, shows up as sexually fluid. So she likes uh, men and women. She's Mm. actually my best friend on the show. Mm. So um, without giving too much of the story away, you know what I mean? I find myself in this polyamory relationship. Yeah. And and it's going to be just stellar TV. So make sure y'all tune in. Are you producing too or just starting in it? Yes. uh, I'm a creator. And uh, starring in it as well. So it's, it's going to be dope. You know, a lot of people have been asking me over the years, like, well, are you going to do any more acting? You know, and, and I tell them, yeah, this is my first project. And uh, a lot of the reason why, you know, I took a break from that is just because, you know, showing up and having to essentially act, you know, in maybe projects that um, maybe you don't agree with how the character ends and stuff like that, you know, um, I really wanted to be in a position to be able to create those stories, those unique stories that I wanted to tell and be a part of. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Kiki Palmer was here and said the same thing about like creating 
stories through key TV or just creating our own yeah. projects that we believe in. And you're yeah. at a point in your career where you do what you believe in, not what you got, have to do. Got to, because that's, that's unbothered. And, and also that's the most authentic work you can do. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when you really give a shit about what you're doing and you're, you know, telling and sharing sp stories, it's, it's, it's like, well, that's why we're here. You but your I mean? fans grew up with you too. So they know what's authentic and what ain't period. So yeah. now in your real life, yeah. have you been in a polyamorous situation? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And you know what? What I'll say, you know, without it uh, always being stigmatized about the physical aspect of it, you know, um, being able to have people that you can openly communicate about how you feel and what it is that you want to do is a beautiful thing, period. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, being with, you know, multiple women, uh, you know, uh, at a time, because you know what they say, they say, you know, um, if you have two women, you got to be double the man. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, it's 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 work. It's not just fun, fun all of the time. You know, when I mean? people think of polyamory, they think of sex. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think like, so. Okay, a guy wants two women. He yeah. found two women who are okay with it. For you, it was more than just two women for sex. It was also emotional. It was. Yeah. But then that's also financial. Uh, well, we we want we want to deal with people that can contribute too. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Well, I'm not saying you got to take care of them. Yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> you're, you, if you're in a relationship with a person, you're talking about life and yeah. work and stuff and all that. But did you all, all live together? No, nah, no, nah, I, I didn't get that far. Okay. I didn't get that far. Would you ever? Um, yeah, yeah. I man, I'm 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 such a like, I love the idea of you know I may being able to have like other women that she can go to and say, oh, you know, she can show me this. Like if, you know, our, our community was open and willing to just, you know, share on that level, there's a lot of benefits. And, and to be fair, if you ask any real man, does he want to be with one woman the rest of his life? He's no. Probably, exactly. But that's why so many people cheat. That's what because I'm saying, people, but you don't have to. Because people can't have this conversation with each other. Right. I feel like people just get into relationships because they feel good or because they're yeah. lonely yeah. and don't have all the conversations that they need to have and then later blame the other person for being who they've always been. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that happens a lot. And that's why for someone like me, the, you know, when I was introduced to, you know, polyamory, which was from this woman, you know what I mean? Um, shout out to her. You know, she just started showing me memes. And then once I started peeking my head inside, you know, uh, these dynamics, you know, because, of course, who wants to be with someone that is, like, you know, uncertain? Because, you know, if you're insecure, you can't be in this type of relationship. If you feel like, you know, someone else matters more than you, you're already done in this type of, you know, relationship, a polyamory relationship. Ooh. So for me, that was like a plus, you know what I mean? Because it's like, yo, I need to know who you are. I need to know that if you're dealing with me, you know, you're dealing with someone that is honest about who they are and you can accept it. And you ain't going to 10 years later be like, yeah, well, you know, when I was with him and be making up stories, you know, I had to think about all these things, you know what I'm saying? So being open and honest about, you know, what you want for me, I see that it's always been beneficial in any relationship capacity, period. Yeah, I love when I interview a friend and you have a relationship and that rhythm just leads you into your next transition because... Yeah. <laughs> In this song, B2K song, Girlfriend Will Smith played the godfather who saved you from getting kidnapped. Who gonna save him from Jada? <laughs> nah, he, hey. They, they have a relationship. Period. That they figured out period. how to make work. Thank you. And all of us over here may not understand it, but they do. And, that, and you know what? That's a fire relationship. 
That's a fire relationship, especially on the outside when it's looking crazy and being like, yeah, but this is my love and I'm sticking to it. You know what I mean? I respect that. You because know? everything their relationship has accumulated wealth, fame, success, right. family, love, and still has endured all this out here in private. Come on. But now that they're sharing, the judgment is so loud. Oh, yeah. But it's oh, like, yeah. what's your house look like? Okay. What's what your was going on in your... You in a polyamorous relationship and don't know. All day. <laughs> wow. All day. So when you see that, you think it works for them as love. That's, that's their love. Yeah, I mean, just like everyone else, because I don't know what's going on in their household. And, you know, um, I love, you know, Jada and Will and Willow, you know what I mean? And everybody, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So um, I would always hope that they would get into a place that they are in today and also sharing it because I don't think that uh, we've ever really known any personal things about them. They've always been like, you know, the go-to Hollywood couple. Like, I, I need Black it. excellence. I need a Jada. You know right. what I'm saying? I need um, a Will. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like to see them still choose love, I think is a beautiful thing. And I really uh, respect and, and appreciate that. How do you stay out of scandal? I feel like y'all that stay out of scandal, I mean, you have your stuff with, yeah. you know, whatever. But, like, you ain't falling out the club drunk. Do you right. drink? Nah. At all? No, nah, I mean, I have a little sip in there, but I don't really like liquor. Do you do shrooms? Yeah, yeah, I do shrooms. I've never done shrooms, but everybody's telling me to do shrooms. Should I try shrooms? Yeah, I think so. But you, you definitely need to be in a safe space. Safe space with, yeah. with people you with, try. Yeah. yeah, that's what everybody keeps saying. That's yeah, why I'm scared to do it. Cause, cause, does it give you? A, how does mushrooms feel? Well, it depends on what strand that you have. They have a few different strands. And whether you're um, microdosing or just yeah, or taking the tea. You know what I mean? Like sometimes if you do the tea. That hits you different than eating the raw mushroom. You know what I mean? The raw mushroom is like the real hardcore trip. You know, um, but what I found through all my trips is it just reveals you to you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times we're disconnected to those things because we're so focused on the outside world. And, you know, the power of psilocybin really makes you focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I remember one trip I had, um, you know, m when my trip started, like it started taking me through, um, things um in my house that were old you know what i mean like it made it made me start making up my bed i was seeing things like it, it just it not really, seeing things objects but yeah no seeing objects no nah, i mean some people see like color and stuff like that but i mean in like in 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 the vision of your mind yeah. you know what i mean like when you relive in certain situations and you know you may have forgot how that went like uh because it, it can affect your mood up or down right well, like, like it can, it some some people I have heard that some people have had bad trips, mm -hmm. but I I personally think that that's just stuff that you have been kind of like suppressing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I find with people that have bad trips. Mm -hmm. It's like they be suppressing, or they're not in an environment where mm -hmm. they can kind of like, you know, drop off. You know what's going on in their head. You I'm know just I mean? scared to do it, and and then y'all catch me walking down Hollywood Boulevard. No, it ain't like shit. that. See, you know? that's 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 the other drugs. Did you do ayahuasca? Yeah, I did ayahuasca. Too. It's that too. Nah, but ayahuasca don't make you want to get naked. Mike Tyson interviewed me. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm 46 years old. I grew up in the era of Mike Tyson beating everybody up, right. eating ears and shit. <laughs> I'm being interviewed by Mike Tyson. He starts talking about ayahuasca and right. this frog, and that he died. Yeah, you do. He said he died. Yeah, yeah, you die real quick. That, but he was serious though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, and it, like, and I don't know if that's the thing that's made Mike different. Right now, it is, and it has. Michelle died too. See, 
It's a dead person in the room right now. <laughs> Look, you see it? She died too. She was dead. But but the, the thing that scares me about trying ayahuasca, because the way he explained it brought such a level of peace. Yeah. And then another person did it and said it made them feel like there was no purpose to life because they did like it like the way they explained it was like, I just don't even understand. I don't how do you control not having a bad experience and what was your experience like? Yeah, my experience has always been amazing and I've I've done really high uh doses. You know, like eight grams, I think is my, me and my brother's biggest, or maybe closer to 10 grams. But yeah, that's a, that's a courage dose right there. Um, they've always shown me things that I needed to see. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think for the, again, I think for the people that have had bad trips, I think that it's just something that they have to uncover and discover about themselves and why they would feel like that, you know what I mean? Because it definitely exposes you emotionally to things that you put away, you know what I mean? So <laughs> if, if it was something that you put away that you was like, yeah, I'm on some next shit, and you didn't deal with it, it's gonna be like, hey, remember me? <laughs> but, is it, I mean? but because you're so this, and because you've consistently been that, did that make your, your trip easier or safer? Because like me, who's this? Right, right, right. Like I ain't, I ain't fucking with that. Right, because I really am, I really am afraid of what will come out of that. Then take a small dose. Do a small dose first. You know what I mean? Don't... I'm gonna start with the breathing. Right. Okay. Then I'm gonna start with the. That's micro... great. Start with that. That's great. Then I'm gonna start with micro dosing yep. the shrooms. Yep. I Don't was... do the chocolates. What the is chocolates that? are cool, but the chocolates are for kind of like when you want to go out and just feel a little vibe. Yeah. Or whatever. Nah. No, you wanna, you know what I mean? Be at the crib. Don't have nothing to do all day. You know what I'm saying? Do you cry? When yeah, you do shrooms, sure. you're crying? Yeah. Because you're yawning. Okay. <laughs> really? you're cry you're, yeah. Because right before your trip, whew, and then you know that trip is coming, and then it smack you. Bam! And then you somewhere else. How long does it? It seems like forever. For real? If you take a great dose, <laughs> yeah, it'd be no, an all day thing. But it's, it's a great thing. I would encourage you to do it. But I, like you said, do the breath work first. Yeah. Do some breath work. Um, I'm, I'm gonna send you because I, I have one too that I, that I um, personally curated from the book that's that's online too. I send you my breath work and then I send you a meditation. Uh, shout out to Sai Guru. There's this um, meditation that he hit me to, and then I send you the Wim Hof. The Wim Hof I would say is like the real top level. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I always like start off with that, but um, you know the uh, other breathing work that I have, I'll send it to you. But it's like five minutes, mm -hmm. so it's something that you can do like before you have to do an interview or something like quick because mm -hmm. you need like time to obviously spend with yeah, yourself and yeah. then sometimes you don't have time but you still need that you know right, what i mean right. so i got the little five minute one that you'll be like oh okay boom you get up and you'll be like all right i'm charged now what are we doing you know what i mean <laughs> all your fans right now are demanding that i ask you where's the music where's more music coming <laughs> we are dropping sonic book two with full circle we dropped the first full circle in may five five and now, um, serious. Yeah, serious. Seri back, hey. going, is Anthony in the video? Yeah, the vi at the end. Yeah, so you, you gotta, you gotta check I, it out. I've heard, I've heard. We, we, my team does their. Okay, job. okay, okay. Yeah, but you gotta check it out. Talk about serious really quick in, yeah. the, in the creative in the video. Yeah. So, um, shout out to the fans for making that song uh, number one on the R&B Apple chart as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Still getting up ones, baby. Where it's hey, supposed to be. You feel me? <laughs> um, so serious, um, shout out to Miltone, you know what I mean, for curating such a great song. 
Um, and that's the thing that I love about music these days. Like you can kind of put out a bunch of records and see what people really like. Mm -hmm. You know, you couldn't do that before. So um, Sirius was something that uh, the fans and all of my supporters gravitated towards early on. You know, I put out a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, vignettes and visualizers to help promote to see, you know, what song people would like. And um, Sirius was that one. You know, what I mean, uh, we just recently shot the video. Shout out to Deji. Um, Larray for helping me uh, produce this just amazing video, which was inspired by Elvis and uh, my boy Anthony Martinez, who just got home from being incarcerated. And to sum up serious, you know, because what the song is about is about love. And the thing about love, it has this seamless way of feeling so good that it's very serious. You know what I mean? So playing with that uh, dichotomy, you know what I mean, in the video, um, I'm in jail. Matter of fact, y'all just got to go see it. Go to my YouTube. Go look at it. Go, yeah, yeah, go to the YouTube and check out the video. But um, it's, it's, um, it's amazing to be able to still tell these stories, you know, because the bottom line, what the video is about is about you choosing not to be stuck, mm -hmm. you know, Things being serious and unserious, you know, you choosing how you really want to see yourself mm -hmm. manifesting. Mm -hmm. um, that's what it's all about. So, yeah, y'all check that out. Are you in love with music more than acting or acting more than music or both? Well, I think that they come hand in hand, you know, um, because when I'm performing, you know, there is a level of acting in it. And even when I'm singing and I'm making music, there is a certain exaggeration and tone and, and breathiness and all of that has to do with acting to beats. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I see them as one, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I, I, I think that they're like, they're a symbiotic relationship, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So for me, I have to do both. What is something somebody's never asked you in an interview? Um, let me think about that. Um, damn, I mean, I've done so many interviews. Years. I mean, you know what I mean? Years. Like, I don't, I don't know if there has been one question. Maybe there was a, maybe they framed the question differently. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But I can't think of one thing particularly that I haven't been asked because I have been asked, you know, like in the end, like, what do you want your journey? Like, I, you know what mm. I mean? So I, I don't know that I've been asked like a, such a uh, profound thing that I would remember that I've never been asked before. One thing we used to always ask folks on the podcast is what is one of the biggest misconceptions of you? Um, one of the biggest misconceptions. Um, You know, I don't really, um, I don't really um, pay attention and invest in too much of what other people think. So I'm not sure that I could accurately come up with and like or surmise a question that I feel like people can misconstrue about me because I think that you always got to look at the fine print and do your own due diligence. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if I can answer that. I don't know if I could be like, oh. The misconception is that I won't slap the shit out of you. No, you know what I mean? Like, well, like I don't know. From Inglewood, nah, but you know, violence is the way. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that there is is a is a misconception mm -hmm. that I've ever that I could say like um, that would be obvious to people. Now, I told you guys at the beginning of the interview that I've known Omar for so many years. I hate when I see this on other shows. 
So I had to, of course, do it on my own. <laughs> uh, look at these photos from back in the day, bro. I was looking online. This was one of my birthday parties. Dang. Who, me, am, I, who am I in front of, though? Who's Jordan right Sparks. Behind? No, who's right behind me? Whose arm is that? Oh, that's Jordan's that's Jordan arm. Sparks, yeah. I thought it was somebody behind me. That's Corey Hardrick. Yep. Uh, uh, me at, I don't even know how many hundred pounds, Jordan Sparks. <laughs> Dougie, who's now an executive over at Hulu, Damn. Zena Foster. That's crazy. And you. We was outside. And low-key messy, that was me. Anyway, next. What's the next <laughs> one? That's another one. This was young Thadias Omari. This was Tatiana Omarion. Who is that right there? Is that Kettering? That is, uh, no, that's, uh, it starts with a J. I don't want to say her name. Okay. Oh, that's, no, that's Jania. That's you, Jania, me, and Jordan. Jordan oh, hosted the birthday. Okay, go to the next one. That's me, you hey. and Miguel. Now, Miguel, I don't know what the hell you was wearing. You must have been broke at this point. Because uh, that, that outfit right there, you had on Morris Day. Okay, next <laughs> one. What's the next one? That's me, you, and Claudia Jordan. Dang. Nigga, Claudia. What's another? Do we have another one? That's my big ass you Where was and we at? Ryan. We was at a this game? This was at a club. Oh, was this that a club? was... Somewhere right here in Hollywood. Damn. That was like Throwbacks. years ago. Throwbacks. I just want to say, man, I've always admired how you have maintained grace. And even though we haven't stayed connected, I've watched you and how you've handled situations. And it's helped me be a better person right. because I have my own trauma, my own history. But watching other people navigate through just public stuff and then their own, and then their own private stuff, but handle it in a way that's graceful is it's commendable yeah you know that's not uh, but anybody fuck with you again hit me up you know, I, got <laughs> I got hollywood unlocked now we can we can handle it a little anybody different. fuck with you again yeah, just let we, me know we gonna handle that a little different I next mean, time who would online. <laughs> right, well, that was the interview but now let's get to the bullshit. it's time for some games okay let's get it all right so the first game that we have here at the jason lee show is called smash or pass Now, this one is pretty obvious. It's a big fan fave. You have the paddle right next to you on the side of your chair. Okay. Is it there? Hold on, let me make oh, sure. Oh, yeah, it's there. Right there. Boom. Okay. Right. Now, it's really simple. I'm going to play along with you. We're going to put a picture of somebody up here. You'll know them. You're, it's easy. You either will smash or you'll pass. Okay. The first person, R&B songstress, Ari Lennox. Would I, would I smash yeah. or pass? I probably would smash. She's hot. I probably would smash it. Y'all would make slam a, dunk. Y'all would make, y'all would make nah. a beautiful chocolate couple and the fire and desire of this generation would be fire. Cause y'all could both sing and she's an amazing artist. Now you know what it's it's uh it's so funny because uh I just did um this performance at fifteen hundred. I should have called you, but uh it was it's called a jam jam. And it's like, you know, all of these musicians in around and like, you know, I sung a few songs and she was there and I introduced her to come on. So I just recently did she seen, sing? She did. She did her song. She so did you song. all. So so I didn't even know that y'all were already almost That's having what, a moment. No, that no. You know we've crossed paths many times, and she's such a um, a dope woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. So shout out to Ari Lennox. But girl, <laughs> you're getting smashed. Long legs, wrap around me. <laughs> but but not for real. I'm just saying we we're speaking hypothetically, no, guys. We're manifesting. No, 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 That's no. no, no. We're speaking earlier. hypothetically. Because I definitely, you know, this is my whole thing, right? You know what I mean? Especially with the ladies. If I feel like, you know, um, 
we can always be friends, then, you know, we might could take it there. Mm. But if I feel like if I start getting involved with you and you can't handle it, I don't want to, I don't want enemies. Mm. I don't want enemies. So, you know what I mean? Can't I can't handle the relationship, the sex, the what? whatever. Okay. You know whatever what I mean? that is. Yeah. Because you know how you meet somebody and sometimes you too good. You too good. You know what I'm saying? For them. Yeah. You too good. But you know it, but you don't acknowledge your self-worth. Sometimes your you want to be good to somebody though. You know what I mean? Sometimes you want to be too real good to somebody. See, you know now I mean? the Scorpio's coming out. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we 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 being careful, we being mindful, and we keeping it respectfully. You said wrap your legs around me. I was just making a joke. I was just making a joke. I'm just making a joke. Y'all Ari. actually do make a good couple though. Ari, I'm gonna tell you. we make we're friends and you know what I mean? <laughs> respectfully. You're you're a beautiful woman, so I'm just playing. But not playing. All right, the next person. <laughs> Khloe Kardashian. Um, She's not happy with her baby daddy. I, pro- I probably would. I probably would. <laughs> Y'all making me look crazy. <laughs> um, no, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a be honest with you. You know what I mean? I haven't seen Khloe in years. And, um, you know, the thing that I always liked about her was is that she does have uh, a type of... She's a cancer, by, by the way. You know what I mean? So she has... How do you know that? This used to be my friend. We used to hang out back in the day. You know what I mean? Y'all had sex before? No, 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 no. But, um, but yeah, I would say I would probably smash because I could tell that she, you know, she's a loving woman. She seems like a loving woman, and she seems it'd probably be good. You know what I mean? Because she's loving, mm-hmm. so it'd probably be good. So I would go ahead and smash it. But there's not a lot of men who went over there and survived. Yeah, but we just talking about smashing and passing. Oh, we talking. Oh, about- oh she's gonna get us. Gonna, we ain't never had nobody on the show say smash and then pass, right? No, I didn't say that. I no, wasn't that, no, saying that. No, that's that. what you said. You no, said, no, no, no. Oh, I was you, saying no. You said you said go over there forever, smash and pass. No, no. I was just saying if we talking about like you know a scrimmage game versus a championship game, this is this is. <laughs> wait, you know, wait. I just had a moment. Okay, because we have Omari on here, and I'm telling you, we've known each other for so long. Uh, Did you used to go to the pleasure P parties? Yeah, I've been to a few of those. Was you ever in that room with the strippers when they didn't let everybody in, but it was a few of y'all R&B singers and the strippers? I plead the fifth. No, this ain't wilding out. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, those, I plead the fifth. Weren't those parties the best, though? Yeah. That was a time. That was. Man, I'm telling y'all right now, I know those of you who are watching are like, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But those yeah. of you industry and celebrity people who be peeking in here watching this mess, <laughs> y'all remember them. It used to be you, Trey, Chris, uh-huh. Lil Kim. I mean, every Carrie Hilson. It, those were the times where like you could have a good time. And, yeah. And and no social media was there. Yeah. The biggest thing you had to avoid was the police towing your car. Right. That's true. Right. That's true. Yeah. Because you could be a low key freak too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This next person is a low key freak. We love her, <laughs> Brittany Renner. Um. Woo. <laughs> Hold on. Let me think about this one. It's gonna end up in a book. Right. Um, no, I'll probably pass. pass. I probably would pass because she's a beautiful woman. Yes. Um, but I saw one of her interviews and I was like, what's going on? Oh, well, she you know? said she had 35 um, men or something. No, nah, I, I don't think. I mean, I think people's bodies is whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Nobody's going to be coming to you brand new wrapped in, in plastic. You know what I'm saying? But Lotto ripped that plastic right yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> she sure did. Um, but I think that it was just something. Um, um, I think I just recently seen her in an interview uh, with uh, Charleston White. 
And I was like, what's going on? You I think okay? she, had, she had a little bit to drink that day, I think. Yeah, see, uh-uh. Nah. Spirits, when they come out. You but learning. you, you, you're, you're, you seem like me. If you're in a relationship, you want that shit offline, like yeah, it privacy. Be. It should. It should because how else can it develop? I mean, you could develop publicly, but you really want to. You know, it's a personal thing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I prefer. I, pre- I prefer privacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I like this next girl. She was. Well, I'm sorry. I like this next woman. She was on the show. Chloe Bailey. Okay. Yeah. Yam. Shablam. Chloe's thick too. But but not like that though. Not like, you know, um, because she's definitely a young woman that, you know, uh has her stuff together. You know super talented. Yeah, super talented. And she carries herself a, a certain type mm-hmm. of way. So yeah, it wouldn't just be it wouldn't just be like a, a shack slam. It'd be a smash that'll last. It'd be like <laughs> Yay! <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> But so, well, That's the first just... time anybody did that type of smash. <laughs> you know what I love about Chloe? Well, first of all, I love her and Hallie, but um, yeah. super talented. But when she sat here and she was explaining her music energy and like how she creates, mm-hmm. like you see an artist. Yeah. Because you met Michael Jackson and Prince before. I've yeah. met Prince. I only talked to Michael. But when you meet people like that, you feel that energy that That's like... That's facts. How do you describe it? Um... I, I I describe it as like their their uh their aura. You know what I mean? It's almost like like when I met Michael Jackson, it was like I stepped into his living room or something. It it was weird, you know what I mean? And the same thing with uh Prince. A certain artist they have like a you know, an aura, a presence, an energy about them that you could just feel it's unspoken of. So that's how I would identify it or or you know how I would explain it. Now in my book I wrote that Michael and I know I said I was gonna stop saying this word, but in my book I did say Michael Jackson was a nigga. Yeah. Did you get that experience? Yeah, for sure. Like he wasn't like hey, hey, nah, he, nah, nah, nah. He, he was a real one. He was a real one. He was a real one. Why do people find that hard to believe? Um, I think because of his outer appearance, you know. Um, a lot of people are only skin deep with their perspective, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I think that that's why that's like out there like that. But if you look past that, you know what I mean? And you just read the spirit and the soul and the moves and the gangster moves, the gangster business moves. <laughs> then You know what I mean? And you look at his dad, Joe Jackson, you'd be like, nah, what is he, you know, who could he be like? Right. Only a real one. Became friends <laughs> with the Beatles, asked them about publishing, then bought all their shit up. Give me that. <laughs> Love you. And then y'all killed him. <laughs> and then y'all killed him. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Let's move right along. Yeah. Another friend of the show. She hot right now. Krishan Rock. Krishan. <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I would smash. I would smash Krishan. I would smash Krishan. Krishan is posting this. You know what? Because Krishan put everything on social media. She yeah. was just here la- the, la- the last week. She puts everything on social media. But the thing I will say about her, people better be careful. Cardi B started that way. Mm-hmm. Just social media, social media, social media. And then she found her thing, and you know she's Cardi B. Yeah, I I think that um, you know having to witness what's going on with her online and like just to see her to know like I've seen some pictures that she used to be in track you know what I mean like and her progression you know what I mean I think that there is uh, still some transforming going on mm. and I think that it's it's really interesting um, you know she's finding her way and I think that that's dope to witness you know what I'm saying that's something like what I went through you know what I mean so I I see her 
building an audience and kind of carry them through. And even though a lot of it's drama filled and you'd be like, damn, what's going on today? <laughs> like shit's fucked up. Like, damn, you just gonna go online. So what are the personal conversations? You'd be like, oh shit. You know what I mean? It's crazy to me. But um, but in many ways, it's what a lot of people are going through, but don't share. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's why I think that she's unique. Yeah. And I would probably, you know, smash because I'm pretty sure that there's something else there. You know Oh, you're going to get her that ayahuasca. <laughs> I'll be like, huh, drink this right here. Yeah. Now, 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 who are you? Listen, when Babyface <laughs> sat here and played her song on a guitar, mm -hmm. I was like, this girl got potential. Yeah, yeah for figure sure. Figure it out. For real. Yeah. All right, now this one right here just followed me, and everybody, I already know the answer to this one. Me alone. Oh, yeah. Shablam. <laughs> Nia's beautiful. She is. But she's like in that Jada iconic era kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I was so, you know, um, excited uh, to cross paths with her, especially at this particular time at this day, because. You know, um, I was talking to my brother and I was like, man, you know, the first time I ever really seen like, you know, teenagers having like sex or wanting to have sex. It was it was from the movie, you know, it was from Boys in the Hood. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and I was Lo Love Jones had you. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. My gas was crying and I ain't understand <laughs> what was going on for real. Yeah. So Nia has has been a, you know, a figure had, you know, and, and a type of iconic woman, you know, her and Angela Bassett because- Iconic. Yeah, when I met Angela Bassett, I had I had to actually read for this role and I didn't know that she, she was directing, but she was reading the role and that completely- With threw, you? Yes, completely threw me off. I had wait, to wait, hug wait, her. Wait. I had to you, hug her You sat across from her and read with her? You know, we were standing up in the same scene. So when you do that, even though you're Omarion, but that's fucking Angela Bassett. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> they didn't tell you? No. And so when you walk in, what what do you do? Just do my best. You know what I mean? But you're looking at Angela Bassett. <laughs> exactly. One of the best exactly. actresses ever in her Period. eyes. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah, I was appreciative to have that moment with her. And uh, every time I cross paths with her, you know what I mean? It's, it's always a beautiful thing. But she's like you. She's consistent. Yeah. You know, sure. you, you meet her. I met her in the airport five in the morning and met her here. At yep. a, she's yep. the same. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Damn, real recognized. Real. Can Period. we bring real back? Come on. What about this real one? Uh, the plastic girl. Lotto. Damn, Lotto's beautiful. Yeah. I actually got to work with her on... Um, on uh, Grownish. Grownish. Yes. Recently. And I got to meet her. And... Um, yeah, she been doing her thing for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I, I seen old videos of her, you know, child prodigy. You know what I'm saying? So she's just blooming. And um, yeah, she know what she's doing. She's a great entertainer. She's, I like Lotto. She's not that happy with me because I outed her relationship with 21 Savage. But oh, okay. I give her the credit because she's the first and only rapper to put my name in a song. What I also love about her, too, is while all these rap girls are fighting, and she's fighting, too. We see what you and Ice Spice are doing. But um, online, y'all are y'all are. Uh, covertly messy. She's does a song with Mariah. Now she did some with Christina Aguilera. She's yeah. getting them pop. Oh yeah, them, them girls that can sure. that can sing that are pulling those audiences. I think it's just smart as an artist. Yeah, don't forget about the um, the uh, the K-pop. She did the K-pop. Yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, now that's a, that's a whole different. That's, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she knows she's, she's moving. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Okay, this other person is moving too. Uh, from book signing to book signing, Jada Pinkett. Right. Would you smash Jada Pinkett? Nah, I would respectfully pass. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that um, 
you know, it's some women that you observe from afar and you'd be like, could I? Nah. And I will I would I would rather be like really great friends with her. I feel like that would be super beneficial. It seems like the people that are her friends, they really get to experience her in a magnificent way. Like the way she talks about Pac and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? She I didn't think, have to tell us about the alopecia though. Oh, yeah. This book is I, I ain't gonna lie about the book. I, it's four hundred pages. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get me. And I ain't gonna read them on shrooms because I probably will read different <laughs> pages. I, I I got Adderall. Now. I'm gonna read them pages. <laughs> now this one right here, love this girl. Bodies everything. She's recently single. Tiana Taylor. Yeah, that's like. But y'all a family though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so I'll probably pass on that. So when you heard Chris were together, y'all just be dancing, huh? This is because when you because all three of you can dance and perform. Y'all just some dancing. Now Tiana fine now don't no no no, no, no beautiful yes yeah she she grew up because back then she was she was a little tomboy right she's still kind of tomboyish but yeah, that that's body her swag. she's a she's a, she's growing to being a woman yeah. now she's sexy and she's yeah. all that yeah and very creative too yeah I think that um you know when her Chris and I was hanging out because remember it was another girl that used to be she had a she had some girlfriends with her too you know what I mean so yeah we used to just hang out she would be in the studio. And me and Tiana go back in even before that, you know what I mean? When she had Google Bee, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And she was just working with- She was uh, like, what, 16? She was young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that- She was, work, was she working with Pharrell then? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I've known Tiana for a very, very long time. So, yeah. What I love about Tiana that I don't think she gets the public credit for, but that you'll appreciate <laughs> because you've known her so long is she was working with Pharrell, should have popped, didn't. Yep. Working with Kanye, should have popped, yeah. didn't. But kept going. Yep. And I feel like yep. I know when I talk to her, she feels frustrated at times. Cause yeah. like right now she has a phenomenal film out, but yeah. there's a strike. She can't promote it. Right. You know, but the fact that she keeps going, I think it's just like the testament of a real artist when you're in love with your work. That's facts. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would um salute her and commend her, you know, for pushing her creative wherewithal and stepping into multiple hats. You know, what I mean, I see her directing, I see her doing stage shows and all of that. And I'm like, wow, okay. That's what's up, you know what I'm and saying? And she was creative director for Lotto now. Oh, she's like creative director for these for, artists. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Get That's the bag. Dope. Come on now. All right, this last person, Summer Walker. Now, you're going to end up on Hollywood Unlocked dating that one. Smashing that one. You're going to date. Right, yeah. No, I, I would pass. I would pass. Um, me and Summer have a relationship, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's it's more like bro and sis vibes, you know what mm. I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I would, I would. I would pass. She ain't on the list, but what about Raven Simone? Um, that was a joke. Look, <laughs> <laughs> this was the Jason Lee show with Omari. Yo. Can we clap it up for Omari? Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me, man. Before you get out of here, yeah. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna buy some tickets to the tour. You okay. have a tour coming up. I yeah, it's coming in February, and you're definitely invited, man. Okay, you know what I mean. I'm gonna buy tickets though, cause I, I like support my friends. You know, I want to show up and support. Appreciate. But that. no, I'm just I just you know very very humbled and grateful that you came and were a part of our journey. Um, I've known you for so long. I've watched you just be consistent and be a good person, be a good father, be a good friend, um, go through shit and not use your platform and your audience that you build over all these years to 
you know, weaponize them against the people who, you know, weaponize things against you. And it's yeah. just that character is something I think, you know, beyond the music, the stardom, the acting and all that, just so people can see you as a man and see you as a father and how you've carried yourself. I mean, it's very commendable Thank and you. it's not easy because yeah. self-discipline in the midst of people shooting shit at you. Straight up. Not when you're from Inglewood too and can text a couple people. Right. It's, it's, it's definitely commendable, but more importantly, um, I appreciate you reaffirming me, reaffirming for me that um, losing a relationship or distance coming in between friends doesn't uh, level up to a beef. Yeah. That you can grow apart and come yeah. back together and it'll yeah. all be full circle. Come on. Yes, well, Thank sir. you for coming up. Come Appreciate on. Appreciate you. Jay-Z. All right. I love. Now, wait, before you yeah. clap, Orion, stay the hell off them jumping. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs>